Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. In this particular episode, we will study, we will continue our reading on the glories of Lord Nityananda and how he is the source of Sankarshan, Mahavishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. We will say our prayers and we will continue with the um, subject. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho, Dina Bandho Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta, Radha Kandana Mostute, Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpatarubhyascha, Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha, Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Just give me a moment. Okay, so today's topic is Lord Nityananda. So we have studied the explanation of the seventh verse of the Adalila first chapter, which is expanded upon in this chapter. Actually, five verses are expanded upon in this chapter, which is from 7 to 11 of the first chapter of Adalila. All these verses are concerning Lord Nityananda and his position. So we have covered the first... Um, part which is how he is the uh, I mean it's just the introduction of the chapter now the way these seven, uh, these five verses are structured is that the first verse is the summary or the entire so how he is the um, source of Lord Nityananda is the source of Lord Sankarshan in the spiritual world and in the material world Mahavishnu, Garbhodakushaya Vishnu and Shirodakushaya Vishnu Every, and even Shesha, Hantasesha um, that is the first verse, I mean the seventh verse, the first in these five. 
so the second verse which is the eighth verse second verse about lord nityananda is this in the 13th verse actually today's class we stopped at 14 last uh, saturday but um, i'm just recapping because this is where we actually started 13 is where we we ended off at the other in the other session and this is a very important verse as well because this is the eighth verse and this is only uh, talking about the sankarshan so whatever in the seven and said in the seventh verse is expanded upon in the next four verses 8 9 10 11 so now it's 8 um chapter 5 text 13 of adalila mayatite vyapi vaikunthaloke purnaishwariye shri chaturvyuha madhye rupam yasyodbhati sankarshanakhyam tam shri nityananda ramam prapadye so maya atite maya atite beyond the material creation vyapi all expanding vaikuntha loke in vaikuntha loka the spiritual world purnaishwarye purnaishwarye means endowed with full opulence um in fact uh, the same uh, concept is also i mean the same similar word is used also for uh, lord chaitanya in the verse number 3 of the adali life you remember um what is that um advait caught myself advaitam one second let's go there yadadvaitam brahmo panishadita dapyasya tanubha yasyan ya atmantaryami purusha iti sosyamsha vibhava shadaishwaryai purno ya iha bhagavan sasvayam ayam na chaitanya krishna jagati paratatvam paramiha so you see here shadaishwaryai purno full with all six opulences now the same thing is there for nityan prabhu also purnaishwariye shri chaturvyuha madhye so expansion expansions are like we have already um, studied in the last section i mean last session that <clears throat> when krishna expands from himself he expands fully that's why is called plenary portion plenary means as equal in power as the origin so it's not like a portion means like a small morsel out of a plate of food you know that is different but this is same power purnaishwariye endowed with full opulence shri chaturvyuha madhye chatuhuvyuha madhye in the quadruple expansions vasudeva sankarshan pradyumna aniruddha rupam form huh? yasya whose udbhati appears sankarshana akhyam known as sankarshana tam to him shri nityananda ramam to lord balaram in the form of lord nityananda that's why nityananda ramam uh, i think who uh, narottamdas thakur has sung uh, balaram hoilo nitai so balaram has become nitai uh, nitai or nityananda prapadye i surrender translation i surrender unto the lotus feet of shri nityananda ram 
who is known as Sankarshan in the midst of the Chatur, Chaturvyuha, consisting of Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha. He possesses full opulences and resides in Vaikuntaloka far beyond the material creation. Purport. This is a verse from Sri Swarup Damodar Goswami's diary. It appears as the eighth of the first 14 verses of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. <coughs> So this is in the spiritual world, right? Prakritir para para vyomanamedham Krishna vigraha jaiche vidbhutyadi gunavan. Beyond the material nature lies the realm known as Paravyoma, the spiritual sky. Like Lord Krishna himself, it possesses all transcendental attributes such as the six opulences. So the spiritual world also. That's why it is said, Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasavigraha Purno Shuddho Nitya Mukto Abhinnatvan Namanamino. There is no difference between the name and the named. That means Krishna and his name are equally powerful. It's not that the name is less powerful than Krishna. And similarly, Krishna and his name form paraphernalia, Anturaj, and his paraphernalia includes his Dharma. Everything is equal to him. Hmm. So that means when we are chanting Hare Krishna, the that Mahamantra also has the full six opulences. I think um, two verses as I know. In fact, Purno, Siddho, Nitya, Mukto, all these words also signify the same thing. Let's go to that verse. Namasintamani Krishna's. Chaitanya Rasa Okay, here um, Chaitanya Saritamrita Madhulila 1733 So this is the verse The holy name of Krishna is transcendentally blissful it bestows all spiritual benedictions, for it is Krishna himself, the reservoir of all pleasure. His, Krishna's name is complete, and it is the form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition, and it is no less powerful than Krishna himself. Since Krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities, there is no question of its being involved with Maya. Krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual. It is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. This is because the name of Krishna and Krishna himself are identical. Identical. So, um, this is the, the verse. And then there is another verse by Haridas Thakur. Actually, let's see. This is from the Padma Puran. This, this shloka is from Padma Puran, quoted in 17.33 of Madhilila. 17.33 of Madhilila. And then in the Antilila, 3.62, if I am not wrong. Haridas Thakur quotes this verse. Um, I think no, not this. Hmm? 
And recently I studied. There is one verse. This is that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. There is actually another verse as well. In fact, yeah, Mukti Mukulu Dhanjali. That's another one. Mukundu Mala Stotra. There is another one. I'm missing some verse somewhere. Here, Alamala Malameka Praninam Patakanam Nirasana Vishayaya Krishna Krishna Tivani Yadibhavati Mukunde Bhakti Rananda Sandra Karatala Kalitasa Moksha Samraja Lakshmi. See, by themselves, the word Krishna Krishna are sufficient to drive away the sins of all living beings. Anyone who possesses devotion for Lord Mukunda that is densely imbued with ecstasy holds in the palms of his hands the gifts of liberation, worldly influence and wealth. So all these, liberation, worldly influence and wealth, are there for a person who is chanting the name of Krishna. Hmm. In fact, um, of course that is Bilumangal Thakur about devotion. So, anyway, you get the point. Let's go back to the... Yeah. Hmm. In fact, in Bhagavad Gita also, Param Brahma Param Dhamma Pavitram Paramam Bhavan So, Krishna is the ultimate abode. And even the... So, that means the spiritual world is non-different from Him as well. Uh, <coughs> Beyond, translation, beyond the material nature lies the realm of Paravyoma, the spiritual sky. Like Lord Krishna himself, it possesses all transcendental attributes such as the six opulences. Purport. According to Sankhya philosophy, the material cosmos is composed of 24 elements. The five gross material elements and the three subtle material elements. The five knowledge acquiring senses, the five active senses, the five objects of sense pleasure and the Mahatattva, the total material energy. So we have read this last week. I'm just recap. So what are the five what are all these five gross material elements? Bhumi, Rapa, Analak, Vayu, Kham. So earth, water, fire, air and ether. Five gross elements. Why gross? Because they are tangible with our material senses. Either by hearing or by touching or by seeing or by smelling or by tasting. We can know these five we can know the presence of these five elements. We can interact with these five elements in other way. In other words, then the three subtle subtle material elements. That means we can't readily uh, know their existence by the five with the use of our five senses, but we definitely know they are there. What are they? Mind, intelligence, and ego. Mana, buddhi, ahankar. So these are the three subtle material elements. The five knowledge acquiring senses. There are the eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin. The touch. So. Why Why is five knowledge acquiring senses? Because, sorry, eyes, nose, yeah, ears, tongue and touch. So, because with these senses we can acquire knowledge about our surroundings. And the farthest we can reach, like smelling and tasting and touching, we can only know in close proximity. Seeing, 
we can uh, see like very far but although not perfectly we can see like sun we see from far but we don't know it perfectly from just by seeing we get some knowledge but not all and even something which is at the horizon or some hill or something mountain we cannot smell it we cannot taste it we cannot touch it but we know it is there because of seeing but then the farthest reaching sense is hearing although you may say no 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 seeing is actually farther because i can see much farther than what i can hear like i can see the stars but i can't hear the stars yes in in that sense yes but you can hear about something which is very far and which is which is beyond our even vision if the if the source of such knowledge is infallible like the supreme lord in other words or his pure devotee from them we can hear yes in closer proximity or now like with this live stream you are sitting at various parts of the world and you are watching and hearing so in that way that's why even when in television or videos we can transmit seeing and hearing but we can't transmit smell can't transmit taste we can't transmit touch so these two senses are very powerful seeing and hearing but of the two the hearing is actually more powerful uh, because seeing we can easily bluff you know we can yeah, of course even hearing also we can bluff if i if we don't speak from the scriptures then it is not authoritative so hearing also becomes contaminated so if the source is proper source of knowledge then hearing is the most powerful uh, way of knowing anything for acquiring knowledge so these are the five knowledge acquiring senses okay then the five active senses now modern science don't exactly uh, define these as senses uh, but in uh, sankhya philosophy these are counted as senses but active senses that means five senses with which we perform action whereas the other five just now we uh, listed down those are to acquire knowledge but then to act that means to receive knowledge that is five knowledge acquired and five active senses are with which we perform actions so what are they um speech hands legs generative organ and anus these five organs why why is anus counted among these and why not say stomach stomach is also working right yeah senses means something which is a interface with the outside world senses now every part of the body is working the brain is also the brain is actually the you know working everything else right but why is it not considered as one of the senses why why these hands legs and you know um, speech speech again tongue tongue has two uses one is inputting knowledge i mean inputting um, knowledge yeah in the form of taste other is outputting knowledge in the form of speaking um so now um so why these five senses hands legs speech um, genitals and anus because with with this we interact with the external world senses the word senses means how we sense this world how we interact with this world receiving knowledge and acting hmm. so that's why they are counted among senses okay then the five objects of sense pleasures pleasure what are they for the eyes sight is the object of sense pleasure 
for the ears the sound for the nose the smell for the tongue the taste and for the skin the touch so these things are the objects of sense pleasure and then so if you count up all these things at 23 it comes to 23 and then finally the mahatattva the total material energy so this is the 24th and um more advanced i mean especially devotional uh, sankhya philosophers they count also the atma and the paramatma so therefore comes to 26 so in this way sankhya means to count sankhya sankhya means to count and sankhya means count everything and analyze everything so this is why it is called sankhya philosophy so empiric philosophers unable to go beyond these elements speculate that anything beyond them must be avyakta or inexplicable cannot be explained so that means with words you cannot describe what is beyond these things because words are themselves creation of material energy sound which is one of the five objects of sense um, enjoyment sound so how can with material sound we understand spiritual subject matter so any words that we may put are insufficient to describe so that is their understanding yes that is true with material sound we cannot describe spiritual subject but when the sound is received from the proper source from krishna that is not material sound although it appears to be that's why haridas thakur I, i think i have shown this the other day i think i don't know which session was it maybe last week sometime um maybe the two weeks before in the bhagavad gita class or something the um, Uh, haridas thakur explains that the sound of kirtan when it is like chaitanya mahaprabhu asks him how to deliver the trees and you know animals and other than human beings how to deliver them so haridas thakur says yes when we chant and when there is an echo from the trees it is not actually an echo although it appears like a material echo but it's not an echo but it's the kirtan of the trees so this cannot be understood by our material logical um, um what is that exercise intellectual exercise because this is spiritual sound it works differently non different from krishna so that spiritual sound is coming into this material world and in this material world although it appears like an ordinary sound oh it is composed of the same alphabets as you know any material sound but it is potency is spiritual it's potency because the source is what makes the 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 substance spiritual or material like bhagavad gita for example and the good example it is made of pages which are material material it is from trees and you know it is made into paper and then it is a book but it is inspiring us spiritually it is giving us knowledge of krishna how it is spiritual because it is connected with krishna so anything connected with krishna is spiritual so even the material becomes spiritual if it is connected with krishna that is exactly what is yukta vairagya principle everything becomes spiritualized in touch with krishna just like um you know for example live stream when now we are doing live stream there are many people doing live streams doing different things on different subjects but here we are discussing the absolute truth there they are discussing some relative maya topics so that is material and this is spiritual 
same are you may say oh this is facebook live stream you are using facebook servers you're using the internet connection which is again material you have taken it from you know the the government you know whatever the telecom channel so yes so when it's used in krishna service it's spiritual when the krishna is forgotten while we are using anything then that becomes material when it is used in remembrance and with reference to krishna that is spiritual hmm. that's why the vaishnava understanding is better they say the impersonalists say everything anything beyond these four 24 elements is inexplicable and therefore avyakta but we say although maybe avyakta with our material but if we receive from krishna that's why it's called shabda brahma vedas are called shabda brahma because it is not ordinary shabda shabda brahma the word brahma is brahma means spiritual spiritual sound narottam das thakur also says that in his song goloker prema dhana harinama sankirtana this harinama sankirtan is coming from goloka which is in the highest planet in the spiritual world yes spiritual vibration but the word beyond sorry but the world beyond the 24 elements is not inexplicable for it is explained in the bhagavad gita as the eternal sanatan nature again bhagavad gita is shabda brahma spoken by krishna shri bhagavan uvacha therefore it is authoritative that sound beyond the manifested and unmanifested existence of material nature vyakta vyakta is the sanatan nature which is called paravyoma or the spiritual sky since that nature is spiritual in quality there are no qualitative differences there everything there is spiritual everything is good and everything possesses the spiritual form of shri krishna himself that spiritual sky is the manifested internal potency of shri krishna it is distinct from the material sky manifested by his external potency the all pervading brahman composed of the impersonal glowing rays of shri krishna exists in the spiritual world with the vaikuntha planets we can get some idea of that spiritual sky by a comparison to the material sky for the rays of the sun in the material sky can be compared to the brahma jyoti the glowing rays of the personality of godhead in brahma jyoti there are unlimited vaikuntha planets which are spiritual and therefore self luminous with a glow many times greater than that of the sun the personality of godhead shri krishna his innumerable planetary portions and the portions of his planetary portions dominate dominate each vaikuntha planet in the highest region of the spiritual sky is the planet called krishna loka which has three divisions namely dwaraka mathura and gok goloka or gokula to a gross materialist this kingdom of god vaikuntha is certainly a mystery but to an ignorant man everything is a mystery for want of sufficient knowledge so mystery means the means you don't have sufficient knowledge then it becomes a mystery when it is solved when mystery is solved that means now we have sufficient knowledge of the thing Hmm. just like an investigation for example some crime happens and how it happened it, it, it remains a mystery until it is solved so what what is the what is the meaning of a mystery solved means that means now we have sufficient knowledge of this matter mystery means we don't have sufficient knowledge of the matter it happened nevertheless it happened but we don't know how it happened therefore it's a mystery so when we know then it's no more mystery so the fact is never a mystery but our knowledge or the lack of it uh, because of our perception of the event we term it as mystery or you know science or you know anything like that when we know it we we say it is science when we don't know it we call it a mystery 
like that. The kingdom of God is not a myth. Even the material planets which float over our heads in the millions and billions are still a mystery to the ignorant. Material scientists are now attempting to penetrate this mystery and a day may come when the people of this earth will be able to travel in outer space and see the variegatedness of these millions of planets with their own eyes. In every planet there is, a, there is as much material variegatedness as we find in our own planet. This planet Earth is but an insignificant spot in the cosmic structure, yet foolish men puffed up by a false sense of scientific advancement have concentrated their energy, concentrated their energy in the pursuit of so-called economic development on this planet, not knowing of the variegated economic facilities available on other planets. According to modern astronomy, the gravity of the moon is different from that of the Earth. Therefore, one who goes to the moon will be able to pick up large weights and jump vast distances. In the Ramayana, Hanuman is described as being able to lift huge weights as heavy as hills and jump over the ocean. Modern astronomy has confirmed that this is indeed possible. In fact, <laughs> honestly, they did not uh, equate that, like lifting heavy weights on the moon, with uh, Hanuman's lifting heavy weights on earth. So, you only need, you, you require a pure devotee to connect these things and make us understand, make us see in this different perspective and make us uh, aware of the significance of spiritual knowledge. Modern astronomy, Prabhupada has confirmed that this is indeed possible, but they did not exactly confirm the way Prabhupada said it. Prabhupada said it in a much better way than the material scientists. They said, the materialists say that, oh, in the sun, in the moon, on the moon you can lift um, weights six times as heavy with the same amount of um, effort you would put on earth. Suppose if you put this much effort to lift one kilo, with the same effort you can lift six kilos on the moon. That's what they say. So that means uh, in different facility you can we can lift greater weights. So that is confirmed in the modern. But how Prabhupada connected Hanuman, Hanuman's lifting uh, is is you know, it's it's um, interesting here because Hanuman actually comes from the um, sorry. Hanuman comes from uh, Kim Purushaloka. All the Vanaras, they are actually not exactly from the uh, earth. They are originally from the Kim Purushaloka. So in that Loka, what they can lift and here what they can lift when they come here is totally different. So that's why Prabhupada equated this or related these two things together. See? The disease of the modern uh, civilized man is his disbelief in ev of everything in the revealed scriptures. Faithlessness, uh, sorry, for, sorry, faithless non-believers cannot make progress in spiritual realization for they cannot understand the spiritual potency. The small fruit of a banyan contains hundreds of seeds and in each seed is the potency to produce another banyan tree which, with the potency to produce millions more of such fruits. This law of nature is visible for us, although how it works is beyond our understanding. This is but an insignificant example of the potency of Godhead. There are many similar phenomena that no scientist can explain. For example, um, the material scientists have observed, the astronomers, recently I just read an article, I think last week, somebody, some devotee shared with me. 
um, about this Big Bang Theory. Why actually they came up with this Big Bang Theory? Although it sounds foolish, but why it started, where it started? So because they have observed that everything is expanding. Everything is like moving away from each other and then expanding the, you know, the space or the things in space. Seems to be expanding. So that's why they came up with this idea that Okay, which is expanding, that means it started at one point first and now it is expanding and expanding and expanding. Now it has reached this. In the future it will reach this and this and like that. That's what their idea is. It has some resemblance to what we have in the scriptures because it is said that the Hiranyagarbha, the, the universe when it comes first from the pores of the like Mahavishnu, is not exactly this big, you know, like what we see now. It's small small and then it it balloons up into a huge universe so Hiranyagarbha is like just like uh, it is um, uh, the uh, what is that like um, the example is given like a you know semen you know or the sperm it's so I mean it's, it cannot even be seen and then it becomes so big now we have this big body you see how it balloons up over time so everything follows that same um, kind of um, process there is uh, birth then there is growth then there is stay then there is produ production of byproducts then there is dwindling and then there is vanishing of it that means the death so these six transformations exist in everything in the material world whether it's our body whether it's the cosmic body of the entire universe or anything in between you see And again, we have already touched upon this last week, that the way the seed is produced and how the seed has the potency of billions and trillions of other trees inside this one small seed. Why? Because the seed produces a tree and the tree has thousands and millions of fruits and each uh, fruit has so many seeds and each seed has again a tree which, I mean, has the potency of a tree which can again multiply into, you know, like millions and billions. So you get the idea. So how one seed has the power of trillions of trees not just one, one tree <clears throat> so in this way material scientists actually cannot replicate it as we have uh, discussed last week uh, if this much metal is put into a factory and this car has come out it is that much metal how, how much metal went in that much metal is used up and made into a car but a car cannot produce another car and two cars and three cars and like a seed no the material scientists have not been able to do this but Krishna is already doing it. Hmm. That's why it is said there are similar phenomena that no scientist can explain. Although we may take advantage of it, like we are farming, we are doing all these things. It is all the seed, you know. But again, we don't know how exactly it works, but we are just making use of it and, you know, growing our food and all that. Everything, in fact, is inconceivable for the truth is revealed only to the proper persons. Another good example Prabhupada said is inconceivable. Um, an example of inconceivability is uh, the production of milk from cows. Prabhupada said um, the cow eats dry grass which does not have any nutrient value. But when the milk comes out, it's the most nutritious food. How come something which is going inside with no nutrition and coming out with so much nutrition? Now the scientists will tell all kinds of explanations, but 
you know uh, it's beyond our understanding actually it's beyond our understanding how how is it possible uh, we may give some explanation but actually it is the will of the lord the inconceivable potency of the lord varajakshi mata ji is asking prabhu ji could you explain kindly brief on the kim purusha loka um if you go to the fifth canto of shrimad bhagavatam there are different lokas and this is actually part of the bhumandala the kim purusha loka and um there the creatures there are half man half uh, uh, animals like that so monkeys although vanaras monkeys they're not exactly like um not exactly like the monkeys of this world the monkeys of this world the strongest monkey is the gorilla and they can i mean they they have very i mean a lot of strength of many many men but the kind of strength that the vanaras displayed to throw mountain peaks to throw huge trees uproot them from the root and then throw it at the you know the opposite soldiers that's way beyond what a gorilla can achieve and a gorilla cannot achieve like that a strength like that so they come from this in fact we have the prayers of the inhabitants of different different planets and uh, in the fifth canto and in that there is this prayer of hanuman also beautiful prayer is there i think 5197 na janmano nam mahato na saubhagam navan na buddhir nakritistosha hetu ராமச்சந்திர otherwise how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken noble births although we have no physical beauty and although we cannot speak like gentlemen lord ramachandra has nevertheless accepted us as friends hanuman is actually praying has has composed this prayer beautiful prayer you see so this is actually this chapter is about if you see the chapter you see a description of the island of jambudweepa as you can see on the top very small uh, font size it is described there the title of this chapter or maybe i'll go see 519 you see the prayers offered to the lord by the residents of jambudweepa in jambudweepa so the all the planets the kimpurish loka is also explained as one of the planets so i mean it's a different uh, topic so i wouldn't want to go too much into it you can go and read um these chapters if you want okay coming back to the where we were everything is inconceivable for the truth is revealed only to proper persons although there are varieties of personalities from brahma down to the insignificant ant all of whom are living beings their development of knowledge is different therefore we have to gather knowledge from the right source indeed in reality we can get 
knowledge only from the Vedic sources. The four Vedas with their supplementary Puranas, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana and their corollaries, which are known as Smritis, are all authorized sources of knowledge. If we are at all to gather knowledge, we must gather it from these sources without hesitation. And of course, through the spiritual master. Not try to study all the scriptures without the guidance of spiritual master. Then again we will be bewildered. Because Vedascha Sarvai Rahameva Vedyo, Krishna said, by all Vedas I am to be known. But Brahma Samhita says something else. What does Brahma Samhita say? Vedeshu Durlabham. You see that? Inaccessible. <laughs> Inaccessible through the Vedas. He cannot be understood by reading the Vedas. Are this is contradiction? Not contradiction. Because, yes, Vedas, you can understand Krishna only if you are a devotee. Bhaktosime sakacheti rahasyam uttamam. This rahasyam can be known to my devotees. The same thing, if a non-devotee reads, he cannot understand. So now, you may say, oh, I am devotee, Prabhu, I am reading, I will read on the Vedas, I will understand everything. A devotee is only a devotee if he follows a devotee. If he does not follow a devotee, he is not a devotee. So we have to follow the spiritual master. Without guru, we cannot be devotee. So we have to take the guru's guidance. Then, yes, everything will be revealed. Sunita Sharma Mataji is asking, Does the spiritual sky contain Krishna Loka and Vaikuntha and also Brahma Jyoti? Yeah. Just like the material sky has the sun, the moon and all the planets and also the sunlight. Like that. So, going back. Revealed knowledge may in the beginning be unbelievable because of our paradoxical desire to verify everything with our tiny brains. But the speculative means of attaining knowledge is always imperfect. The perfect knowledge propounded in the revealed scriptures is confirmed by the great Acharyas who have left ample commentaries upon them. None of these Acharyas has disbelieved in the Shastras. One who disbelieves in the Shastras is an atheist and we cannot consult an atheist however great he may be. A staunch believer in the Shastras with all their diversities is the right person from whom to gather real knowledge. Such knowledge may seem inconceivable in the beginning, but when put forward by the proper authority, its meaning is revealed and then one no longer has any doubts about it. This is so true. So next, this is actually where we were supposed to start. And we were 42 minutes into the live stream. Okay. Sarvaga ananta vibhu vaikunthadidham Krishna Krishna avatarer tahai vishram That Vaikuntha region is all-pervading, infinite and supreme. It is the residence of Lord Krishna and his incarnations. Tahara upari bhage Krishna loka khyati Dwaraka mathura gokul Trividhatve sthiti Tahara upari bhage Krishna loka khyati Dwaraka mathura gokul in the highest region of that spiritual sky is the spiritual planet called Krishna Loka. It has three divisions, Dwaraka, Mathura and Gokula. Dwaraka, Mathura and Gokula. So even Krishna Loka has three divisions, Dwaraka, Mathura and Gokula. 
सर्वोपरी श्री गोकुल सर्वोपरी श्री गोकुल व्रजलोकधाम श्री गोलोक श्वेत द्वीप वृंदावन नाम श्री गोकुल द हाइएस्ट ऑफ ऑल इज ऑल्सो कॉल व्रज गोलोक श्वेत द्वीप एंड वृंदावन सर्वग अनंत विभु कृष्ण तनुसम उपरधो व्यापियाम लाइक द ट्रांसनल बॉडी ऑफ लॉर्ड कृष्ण गोलो गोकुल इज ऑल पवेडिंग इन्फिनेट एंड सुप्रीम मीन्स यू सी कृष्णस बॉडी इज ऑल्सो इन्फिनेट एंड सुप्रीम ऑल पवेडिंग इट एक्सपैंड बोथ अबव एंड बिलो विदाउट एनी रेस्ट्रिक्शन सी दिस गोकुल इज ऑल पवेडिंग इन्फिनेट एंड सुप्रीम इट एक्सपैंड बोथ अबव एंड बिलो विदाउट एनी रेस्ट्रिक्शन इज नो लिमिट टू द साइज ऑफ द गोलोक प्लानट और गोकुल प्लानट purport shrilo jeevaku swami the great authority and philosopher in the line of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu has discussed the abode of krishna in his krishna sandarbha spada the shat sandarbhas in the bhagavad gita the lord refers to my abode hmm. shrilo jeevaku swami examining the nature of krishna's abode refers to the skanda puran which states या यथा भुवि वर्तन्ते पुरियो भागवता प्रिया ओके या यथा भुवि वर्तन्ते पुरियो भगवतः प्रिया तास्तथा सन्ति वैकुंठे तत्तल्लीलाधृता दियबोर्ड्स ऑफ Godhead in the material world, such as Dwarka, Mathura, and Gokul, are facsimiles um, representing the abodes of Godhead in the kingdom of God, Vaikuntha Dham. What is facsimiles? I am hope I hope I am pronouncing this properly. I don't know. Is facsimiles or facsimiles? Facsimiles, maybe. So facsimiles means actually facts. You know, you know, for facts, right? Sending by facts. so facts so what is facts so whatever is document is here you you send it by facts and then it um reproduces the document is reproduced on the other side wherever you are sending it so here and there the same document is existing and of course now there are emails and everything so that is a facsimile and in short actually it is facts it is actually facsimile the original word is this so is saying the abodes of godhead in the material world Dwarka, Mathura, and Gokul are facsimiles representing the abodes of Godhead in the kingdom of God, Vaikuntha Dham. Means they are copies, like a photocopy. They are copies of the original Dham in the spiritual world. The unlimited spiritual atmosphere of that Vaikuntha Dham is far above and beyond the material cosmos. This is confirmed in the Swayambhuva Tantra in a discussion between Lord Shiva and Parvati regarding the effect of chanting the mantra of fourteen syllables. There it is stated. So before we go there, um, just to add the point. like facts you send from one place to another right so that document what is uh, printed out on the other side is just the copy of what you have here so similarly and but the distance is apart like here you have you are sending and then on the other side of the um, other side they receive it maybe thousands of kilometers away similarly the original spiritual world is in the spiritual world and here is a replica a copy sent by facts like that and the same it's a copy actually the unlimited 
spiritual atmosphere of that vaikuntha dham is far above the beyond and beyond the material cosmos this is confirmed in the swayambhuva tantra in a discussion between lord shiva and parvati regarding the effect of chanting the mantra of 14 syllables there it is stated nana kalpa lataakirnam vaikuntham vyapakam smaret adah samyam gunanam cha prakriti sarvakaranam 14 syllables is while chanting the mantra one should always remember the spiritual world which is very extensive and full of desire trees that can yield anything one desires below that vaikuntha region is a potential material energy which causes the material manifestation the 14 om namo bhagavate vasudevaya so om namo bhagavate vasudevaya is 12 syllables 14 syllables is Om Namo Narayanaya This is only 8 syllables I don't know which exact mantra is there 14 syllables Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare So that is 32 syllables So no, it's something else Uh, the places of the pastimes of lord krishna such as dwaraka mathura and vrindavan eternally and independently exist in krishna loka they are the actual abodes of lord krishna and there is no doubt that they are situated above the material cosmic manifestation the abode known as vrindavan or gokula is also known as goloka The Brahma Samhita states that Gokula, the highest region of the kingdom of God, resembles a lotus flower with thousands of petals. The outer portion of that lotus-like planet is a square place known as Shvetadweep. Wow, it is square. Huh? The outer portion of that lotus-like planet is a square place known as Shvetadweep. In the inner portion of Gokula, there is an elaborate arrangement for Sri Krishna's residence. with his eternal associates such as nanda and yashoda that transcendental abode exists by the energy of shri baladev who is the original whole of shesha or ananta the tantras also confirm this description by stating that the abode of shri ananta dev a plenary portion of baladev is called the kingdom of god vrindavan dham is the innermost abode within the quadrangular realm of shvetadweep which lies outside of the boundary of gokul vrindavan <laughs> little bit uh, mind boggling to imagine the whole thing So Manajakshi Maharaj is asking, so Prabhuji in the Bhagavad Gita the Lord refers to you come to my abode in many places in Krishna Loka, Krishna, sorry, is Krishna referring to Krishna Loka? Yes, actually. But even if one is worshipping Narayana and it, if it is referring to Vaikuntha, there is no difference because the same Bhagavad Gita is studied even by those who do not worship exactly Krishna but maybe Lakshmi Narayana or Sita Ram or anybody. um they will take it as the vaikuntha loka and there is no difference but like krishna said uh, like prabhupada is explain explaining in the bhagavad gita chapter 18 text 65 purport 
like here 65 he says man mana bhagavat bhakto so thinking of me think of me he is asking see always think of me become my devotee worship me and offer your homage unto me thus you will come to me without fail i promise you this because you are my very dear friend now think of me means krishna or any any form right but especially we followers of krishna consciousness especially the followers of chaitanya mahaprabhu we follow uh, we think of we that's why this is a this is a, let's let's probe let probe explain and prabhu uh, krishna says this is the most confidential guhyatamam sarva guhyatamam bhuya shrunume paramam vachaha so here these words stress that one should concentrate his mind upon krishna the very form with two hands carrying a flute the bluish boy with beautiful face and peacock feathers in his hair there are descriptions of krishna found in the brahma samhita and other literatures one should fix his mind on this original form of godhead krishna one should not even divert his attention to other forms of the lord the lord has multi forms as vishnu narayan rama varaha etc but a devotee should concentrate his mind on the form that was present before arjuna concentration of the mind on the form of krishna constitutes the most confidential part of knowledge and this is disclosed to arjuna because arjuna is the most dear friend of krishna's so in this way as prabhupada has explained to us that to always think of me means especially krishna so from this we can understand that when he says come to my abode it is especially krishna loka but even if somebody wants to understand it as vaikuntha it's not philosophically wrong but we as followers of chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu's mood always was to uh even convert ram devotees or lakshminarayan devotees to radha krishna devotees mm-hmm. so we have to follow that spirit so when prabhupada says like this we have to follow like that so going back so we have read this anantadev the tantra has also confirmed this description by stating that the abode of sri anantadev a plenary portion of baladev is called the kingdom of god vrindavan dham is the innermost abode within the quadrangular realm of shweta dwip which lies outside of the boundary of gokul vrindavan according to shri jiva goswami uh, vaikuntha is also called brahmaloka sometimes brahmaloka means you know we think you know where, where lord brahma is staying but actually some brahmaloka is sometimes used to um signify brahma jyoti and sometimes the brahma means a spiritual so the spiritual planet or vaikuntha planet so the narada pancharatra in, in a statement concerning the mystery of vijaya means jay and vijay describes tat sarvopari goloke tatra lokopari svayam viharet paramanandi govindo tulanayaka the predominant sorry the predominator of the gopis govinda the principal deity of gokula always enjoys himself in a place called goloka in the topmost part of the spiritual sky from the authoritative evidence cited by jiva goswami we may conclude that krishna loka is the supreme planet in the spiritual sky which is far beyond the material cosmos from the enjoyment sorry for the enjoyment of transcendental variety the pastimes of krishna there have three divisions 
and these pastimes are performed in the three abodes dwaraka mathura and gokula when krishna descends to this universe he enjoys the pastimes in the places of the same name these places on earth are non different from those original abodes for they are facsimiles of those original holy places in the transcendental world they are as good as shri krishna himself and are equally worshipable lord chaitanya declared that lord krishna who presents himself as the son of king of raja is worshipable and that vrindavan dham is equally worshipable what is that verse aradhyo आराध्यो व्रजेशतनय आराध्यो यम भगवान्जेशतनय तम वृंदवन वॉट इज एक्साक्ट आराध्यो भगवान्स आराध्यो भगवान्जेशतनय तम वृंदवन रम्या काचिदुपासना व्रजवधूवर्गेण या कल्पिता श्रीमद्भागवत प्रमाणमल प्रेमापुमाथो महाचैतन्यमतिमत महाप्रभोर्मतमिदम् ब्रह्मांडे प्रकाशतार कृष्णेर इच्छाए एक ही स्वरूप Bhaktilata Mataji is asking one question. Krishna is predominant deity in Goloka. It means we are worshipping a person. Krishna like person, no like a simple deity, a statue for neophyte devotees, it is not easy to understand. You know, the deity Krishna is non-different from Krishna. The deity is a facsimile representation of Krishna. So the deity is not like, oh you can't say, um or it is a simple deity no it, krishna is the deity and krishna in the golok vrindavan and krishna when he came here in the material world same non different <clears throat> purport so that abode is manifested within the material world by the will of lord krishna it is identical to that original gokul they are not two different bodies 
Actually, there is a nice statement that Srila Prabhupada made that he was staying in the Radha Damodar temple for almost 10 years before he went to the USA. And when he went to USA and then came back uh, with the Western devotees, and he of course went to the Radha Damodar temple also, and then he told the devotees that this temple is the hub of the spiritual world. Around it, the entire spiritual world is moving. See the vision that he has. We cannot even understand what he's, how is he talking like that. So, <clears throat> pure devotees, they know these things very nicely. Purport, the above mentioned dhamas are movable. Wow. That abode is manifested within the material world by the will of the Lord. It is identical to that original Gokul, they are not two different bodies. The above mentioned dhams are movable by the omnipotent will of Lord Krishna. When Shri Krishna appears on the face of the earth, he can also make his dhams appear without changing their original structure. One should not discriminate between the dhams on the earth and those in the spiritual sky, thinking those on earth to be material and the original abodes to be spiritual. All of them are spiritual. Only for us who cannot experience anything beyond matter in our present conditioned state do the dhams and the Lord himself in his archa form appear before us resembling matter to give us a facility to see spirit with material eyes. Beautiful. The question I think is answered perfectly here. Bhaktilata Mataji's question. Uh, Bhaktivarendra, my question Prabhuji you didn't answer. I will answer later because it's kind of unrelated. <laughs> I will answer at the end of the <laughs> session. Okay. Don't, don't, don't throw tantrums here. Please. Okay. Let me continue with my class. If they are relevant to the subject and they can add to the point, then I will answer. Otherwise, I will keep it to the end of the session. And sometimes I don't see in the comment section, so that's why I don't answer until the end. Okay? Try and get this and don't pester me for answering the question. So, <clears throat> you see here, again I will read this, so important. Okay? From the beginning, I think. The above mentioned dhams, that means the holy places of pilgrimage, are movable by the omnipotent will of Lord Krishna. When Shri Krishna appears on the face of the earth, he can also make his dhams appear without changing their original structure. One should not discriminate between the dhams, dhams on the earth and those in the spiritual sky, thinking those on earth to be material and the original abodes to be spiritual. All of them are spiritual. Only for us who cannot experience anything beyond matter in our present conditioned state, do the dhams and the Lord himself in his archa form appear before us resembling matter to give us a facility okay resembling matter see to give us the facility to see spirit with material eyes in the beginning this may be difficult for a neophyte to understand but in due course when one is advanced in devotional service it will be easier and he will appreciate the lord's presence in these tangible forms that's why, as I said, Haridas Thakur, who is the authority in chanting the holy name, who is chanting in pure love of Godhead, has so much more information about the holy name than we can sometimes even comprehend. That's why when uh, Haridas Thakur said the echo of the trees, uh, from the trees is actually not an echo, but the kirtan of the trees, for a, for a so-called logical scientific person who does who is not a believer, he will say, ah, these guys are, you see, even scientific things they try to you know change and explain their own way. They cannot understand. Bhaktosime Sakacheti Rahasyam. These are all, all spiritual secrets which is revealed which is revealed to one who is in the mood of service. 
Naham Prakasha Sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavrita. Krishna is not obliged to reveal himself to somebody who challenges his presence. In fact, he will keep himself more hidden and makes him believe that yes, Krishna is not there. So, if we approach him from with a devotional attitude, he will uh, reveal to us all these things. So, the this, this name of Krishna acts differently. Although resembling a material sound, just like the deity, is a, resembles ordinary stone, ordinary matter. But Krishna, we are actually seeing Krishna when we are seeing the deity. You see? But he appears before us in a way which we can see. Because with our material eyes, we cannot see anything spiritual. Our soul we cannot see and the super soul we cannot see. But he mercifully comes before us. Hmm. So this is totally different from just worshipping some stone. So in the beginning, this may be difficult for a neophyte to understand. You see? So just like this, um, uh, Krishna comes in the form of deity, he also comes in the form of his name, which again, seems like a material sound vibration. But again, he is spiritual. Kalikale Namarupe Krishna Avatar. This Nama Avatar, this is, uh, Avatar means one who descends. Golokera Premadhana Harinama Sankirtana. The holy name of, I mean the, the uh, holy name Hare Krishna Mahamantra has descended from the Golok Vrindavan down to the earth. Means when it has descended, it is Avatar. So Kalikale Namarupe Krishna Avatar. So that means when we are chanting, we are already with Krishna. We don't need to be Despondent, oh, when Krishna came, I was not there. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, I was not there. You know, oh, I could not be in the pastimes of the Lord. Now, when we are chanting Hare Krishna, we are with the pa- with in, we are participating in the pastime of the Lord. Uh, so we can be in the association of Krishna. There is nothing stopping anyone from being in the association of Krishna if they really want. So, the holy name is like that. That's why Shri Prabhupada mentioned that when you are chanting with Hare Krishna, means you are associating with Krishna. You are with Krishna. Hmm. Prabhupada gave the example of the moon. You know, when you uh, see the moon or the sun is on, in the in the sky. Actually, he gave the example of his uh, son. When his son was very small boy, he was asking many questions. The second son. So one night, a moonlit night, full moon day. So the, Prabhupada was taking a walk somewhere. He was going. Then he took his son also along with him. So then the boy looked up at the moon and said, uh, Papa, why is the moon also walking with us? Wherever we are going here, the moon is also coming here. So Prabhupada used that example. to You see how Prabhupada connects everything to Krishna. So just like even a material thing, the moon appears to be with us as we are walking. However far we may go, the moon will still be above our head or even the sun. You see? So, uh, similarly, the holy name, which is spiritual, which is... Even a material thing can have this effect of walking with us. So when we are chanting Hare Krishna, Krishna is also with us like that. Hmm. In that way, he explained very nicely. <clears throat> so these are all spiritual truths, secrets. And for the neophyte, it will be difficult to understand. Because we are... Why it is difficult to understand? Because we try to understand everything with our intelligence, which we think we are very smart, which we think we have lots of it here. Mm. and uh, with that we can understand Krishna that this is the reason why it is difficult for a neophyte to understand it is not actually very difficult if we accept and then eventually it will be revealed to us we can actually see it happening so in the beginning we don't because we, we rely on our intelligence we rely on the strength of our intelligence and mind and therefore 
we don't have faith in what krishna is saying we write we want to check it out we want to like prove or you know or even was prove it wrong so we are always in that critical mentality and trying to you know intellectualize everything but it it does not work like that uh, what is that achintya khaluye bhava natam starkena yojayet we cannot measure the immeasurable uh, absolute truth with our measuring stick of our intellect or the measuring instrument of our intellect we cannot <clears throat> you see how you, you just observe now we are learning about lord nityananda's glories and we are learning about some gokula goloka and the, the same dhams in the spiritual world and material world and what are we even studying why is it going in this direction the whole topic it is not at all unrelated why we we are being shown how lord nityananda in his expansions as sankarshan and this is actually about sankarshan this is ex- explanation of the eighth verse sankarshan the mayatite vyapi vaikuntha loke purneshwarye shri chaturvyuha madhye so that how is he maintaining the whole spirit, spiritual planets and everything and even how he is maintaining them in the material world also yes he is maintaining material universes also but he is maintaining those same spiritual planets in the material world and here it is a description of how they are non different and everything it's all because sankarshan maintainer of all these upholding the entire spiritual existence and that is taken care of by shri baladev and baladev is nityanandaram so this is the link of all these thing why we are studying so deeply hmm. this is the reason to understand all these things in intricate detail i mean as much as we can understand not to complete detail we cannot understand everything but as much as is can be understood a little bit mm. chintamani bhumi kalpa vrikshamayavan charma chakshe dekhe tara prapanche rasam the land there in the spiritual world is touchstone chintamani and the forests abound with desire trees materialize see it as an ordinary place this is talking about the vrindavan of this world of in this that's why i said bhaktivana thakur described uh, ishodhyan the lord's garden in uh, navadvip you go to navadvip there is no such place that bhaktivana thakur describes you cannot see it and bhaktisidan saraswati thakur explains it that when an ordinary materialist goes he just he sees a thatched hut and you know like uh, some common utensils and that's all he sees but as person who is spiritually you know his spiritual eyes are open that means premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena he can see the whole unlimited garden of the lord with full opulences and with um, grand arrangements for krishna's worship so the vision is totally different from what i mean what we see and what the pure devotee sees so we cannot that's why it is said we cannot go to the vrindavan dham with material eyes I mean of course we should go and pay our respects all that is there but we should be very careful not to commit offenses and you know you know say that oh vrindavan is very dirty oh this and that these things will be offenses uh, because that's why <laughs> that's why by the arrangement of uh, krishna himself in this kali yuga 
all these places will slowly be hidden and hidden away from the uh, general mass of people like even ganga you know all the industrial water is going into it and then people won't want to swim into it or yamuna sometimes yamuna cleaning project is going on and all in this way the lord covers his original in fact even when chaitanya mahaprabhu came all the places in vrindavan where lord krishna's pastimes were performed were gone were not visible chaitanya mahaprabhu himself went to a paddy field and dug it and said this is radha kund otherwise there's no way we can know where is radha kund and shamakund so he himself dug the place it's so it was a paddy field gone completely gone but that's why the, to to unearth these holy places one must be spiritually very powerful when bhaktivinoda thakur found the exact birthplace of chaitanya mahaprabhu because at that time many people there were having the and uh, say proclaiming that that place is uh, or oh, this is the original place this is the original place and everybody had their own way of saying oh this is the original place of chaitanya mahaprabhu's birth why they were doing it because they wanted to take money or oh, then if we say that this is a place where chaitanya mahaprabhu was born and then so people will come and you know give donations and this way we will be will become rich so in this way they had this ulterior motives cheating propensity but bhaktivinod thakur by his spiritual strength he did extensive investigation and then finally he came up uh, he 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 found the exact location of chaitanya mahaprabhu's birth and just to confirm his findings he brought jagannathdas baba ji who was another pure devotee great acharya in our succession disciplic succession and he brought him to confirm and when you know at that time jagannathdas baba ji was way over 100 years old like 120 something years old at that time or maybe even 130 plus he was actually a very tall man more than 6 feet in height but he was you know crouching like this and i mean not crouched no, sorry bent so bent that you know he used to be like uh, very like small and he used to be carried in this basket by a very strong uh, devotee disciple of uh, jagannath das baba his name was um, uh, bihari das something some some name is there i forgot so he used to carry so he could not he was so weak at the time physically i mean the material body because it's not material body you know but his body was so weak that he could not stand properly and even to open his eyes he has to lift his eyelids with his hands you know that was the condition of his body but when he was brought to the place of chaitanya mahaprabhu's um, birth by um, bhaktivinoda thakur he immediately jumped out of the basket and started dancing dancing and then confirmed and yes this is the place how spiritual vision although materially his eyes were all gone and everything like his age was like almost completely consumed him but spiritually he was completely alert and intact so you know in this way they can see things which we cannot see materialize see it as an ordinary place so that's why to honor this uh, holy places spiritual strength is needed mm. and to even even after another thing to go there and actually understand realize that this is non different from the spiritual world one has to be a pure devotee similarly wherever there are discourses on krishna's topics that, that is uh, non different from the spiritual world the temple is non different from the spiritual world you see <clears throat> so this we have to have 
understanding of this at least even if we don't and realize it we have to accept it hmm. purport by the grace of the lord his dhams and he himself can all be present simultaneously without losing their original importance only when one fully develops an affection and love develops an affection and love of godhead can one see those dhams in their original appearance Srila Narutam Das Thakur, a great acharya in the preceptorial line of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has said for our benefit that one can perfectly see the dhamas only when one completely gives up the mentality of lording it over material nature. One's spiritual vision develops proportionately to one's giving up the debased mentality of unnecessarily enjoying matter. See, if you want spiritual vision, or if you want to see, if, if you think that, oh, I also want to see like that, Vrindavan, I, want, I also want to understand like Lord Krishna, the deity is not different from Krishna. Yes, the, you can, everybody can. But what is the price? One's spiritual vision develops proportionately to one's giving up the debased mentality of unnecessarily enjoying matter. Um, that song is there, what is that? Um... Uh, I forget that uh, I think we have done a uh, this thing on that song as well class Paramakaruna Pahudu Ichana in that last verse Samsare Majiya what is that Samsare Majiya Rohili Podiya so in that verse actually means that uh, if I am enjoying the material world, then I will not be attracted to this movement. I will not be attracted to the chanting. I will not be attracted to the spiritual things. Means if we want to get advanced, then we have to give up our tendency to enjoy matter. A diseased person who has become diseased because of a certain bad habit must be ready to follow the advice of the physician and as a natural sequence he must attempt to give up the cause of the disease the patient cannot indulge in the bad habit and at the same time expect to be cured by the physician modern materialistic civilization however is maintaining a diseased atmosphere the living being is a spiritual spark as spiritual as the lord himself the only difference is that the Lord is great and the living being is small. Qualitatively, they are one, but quantitatively, they are different. Therefore, since the living being is spiritual in constitution, he can be happy only in the spiritual sky, where there are unlimited spiritual spheres called Vaikunthas. A spiritual being conditioned by a body, material body, must therefore try to get rid of his disease instead of developing the cause of the disease. Hmm. Because it is said we can't see it with material eyes. So then because we are diseased. Our disease, what is that? Kamam Hridrogam. The disease of the heart. Heart disease. Uh, what is that? Lust. Uh, lust means to enjoy the material world, you see. So we must get rid of this disease instead of developing the cause of the disease. So modern advancement means how much you can increase the sense gratification how much you can remove obstacles in the way of, of your sense gratification 
this is modern scientific advancement like they want to enjoy unlimited sex pleasure or they invent some condoms and then they want to eat eat nicely oh you don't have to cook just in the app order and then the food will come so as as little friction as possible between the desire to gratify the senses and actually gratifying the senses so if we can do that uh, that is advancement that is the idea of the materialist but spiritual advancement is totally on the opposite however much possible it is uh, decrease the chance of um, enjoying this material world that's why the sages of the past although they could construct and make things far more wonderful than what the modern scientists are capable of like for example elon musk is you know, you know glorified the whole world because he's trying to go to mars with his spacecraft now kardama muni created a whole planet by himself and that planet was not following the orbits of the other planets it was going wherever he wants sorry vishwamitra vishwamitra uh vishwamitra created a planet no kardama muni created a plane a plane with complete atmosphere with full palaces with full gardens lakes and everything how how can we even think of now if even if people go to space now they have to be you know you saw that space uh, space shuttle cockpit i mean very small congested place and you know people are going weightless and then passing urine urine and stool is difficult you know <laughs> horrible place but the way kardamuni created his plane and he took his wife devahuti on a pleasure ride all over the universe and he went to various various planets and enjoyed in the gardens on those planets i mean you know and what was he doing he was not an aeronautical engineer he was not a big scientist he was meditating in the forest meditating in the forest completely uninterested but because his wife he saw he took compassion upon his wife his wife was serving him without any question and she became thin and thin and lean and he saw that okay she's um, a princess but she's very quietly and nicely serving so let me give her a ple- pleasure ride so he took her all over the universe so they were capable it is not they were, they were not but they did not see this as the advancement because kardamuni could create a material plane that could travel all over the universe therefore he was advanced no he was advanced because he he was spiritually advanced i mean he was interested in krishna consciousness uh, whereas this material plane in fact what did the material plane do it increased the sense gratification the wife and husband they enjoyed in all these gardens for 100 years like that for 100 years he was traveling imagine so um this is a uh, uh, what is that retrograde from spiritual advancement it's like to enjoy materially means to go away far away from spiritual life you see of course he did not forget but it is a waste of time right just spending you know in different gardens or wandering around what what is the spiritual significance in such wandering is like a vagabond so there is no spiritual significance but so therefore it is actually a distraction from the real goal of life which is spiritual advancement and because of that reason great sages did not make much effort in even building a house although they could build planets like vishwamitra he created a planet kardamuni created a plane which could go all over the universe they could do all these things but they did not even care to build a thatched i mean build a uh, a hut 
Lomar Shumani, you know Lomar Shumani? He's a great sage. He has such a long, long lifespan that, you know, when this whole universe is finished, that means when Brahma dies, one of the hairs on his body falls out. And when all the hairs of his body fall, then he will die. So basically, and Brahma lives for 311 trillion, 40 billion years. And after that period, one hair will fall of Lomar Shumani. And like that, all the thousands of the hairs on his body must fall before he can die. That's the benediction he has got. Now he was chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, and then Narad Muni was passing by. He saw a great sage, great Muni. Why are you not even having a hut or you know at least you know, something? No, no, no. What is the use? Why we should waste time? Now we should instead spend time chanting. It's a waste of time. Our life is very short in this material world. Why we should waste it in building a house and all these things for the material body which is anyway going to die? Better chant Hare Krishna. So you see how he is thinking with such a long lifespan. He did not think, oh, and you know, the last Brahma comes, when the last one hair is there on my body, the last Brahma comes, that whole Brahma, that whole universe, uh, during that 311 trillion, 40 billion years, I will chant. Even that is also already, <laughs> you know, a great thing. But he did not think that way. Now imagine, how important they see. In fact, they don't, don't see any importance in these things. That's why I think Shukadeva Goswami also, um, I think there is a verse, right? Caves, um, shelter, something. Um, sorry. What? Where is the ton? Okay, ton. Let's say ton. Or rejected cloths, I think. Sukadeva Goswami says this. You see? Ah, yes. You see? Chirani kimpati nasanti dishanti bhiksham naivan gripa parabhrita sarito pyasushan ruddha guha kimajito vatino pasannan kasmad bhajanti kavayo dhanadur madhandan. Dhanadur Madandhan. Are there no torn clothes lying on the common road? Do the trees which exist for maintaining others no longer give alms in charity? Do the rivers being dried up no longer supply water to the thirsty? Are the caves of the mountains now closed? Or above all, does the Almighty Lord not protect the fully surrendered souls? Why then do the learned sages go to flatter those who are intoxicated by hard-earned wealth? That means, our maintenance is taken care of caves of the mountain 
caves and mountains are there to shelter us. Why we should waste time building a big skyscrapers? Huh? Uh, and uh, why we should big, uh, build big big tanks you know, when the rivers are there? Some torn clothes will be there somewhere to find uh, where? No? Why we should go shopping? Uh, big shopping. And you know trees are giving charity. They are giving uh, you know uh, fruits and you know all the flowers or vegetables whatever. And we can make use of them and eat something and maintain our bodies. Why? Why there is a need to you know build big big uh, civilizations based on Artificial necessities, that is the point Sukadeva Goswami is making. And you see, now people, you see, why then do the learned sages go to flatter those who are intoxicated by hard earned wealth? Now, if you see the modern civilization, we have to flatter those who are intoxicated by hard earned wealth, you see. Not we have to, that's what people think we should do. That's why they work for a boss, everybody is, you know, flattering the boss and, you know, doing whatever the boss says, even though they don't like it. Why? Because they will get money so that they will get all these things. Clothes, uh, food, water, uh, shelter. See, all these things. Um, so, uh, basically he is telling that our maintenance is taken care of. And that is the sign of advancement of the sages. That they did not construct uh, big, big tunnels, big, big roads, big, big automobiles and big, big buildings and you know, all these things. That is why they did not. It is not that they could not. They choose. They chose not to. And when this needed, then they used like nuclear weapons. They used. They even constructed big big palaces in like uh, even Mahabharat. The the Pandavas had a um, palace which was like unheard of in the today's uh, architecture. Hmm. So all these things are there. It's not that they could not do all these things. But emphasis was was not you know. Uh, made on these things. Emphasis was on spiritual life. This is actually increasing the disease, developing the cause of the disease hmm. by doing all these things. So called scientific advancement. See? Foolish persons engrossed in their material assets are unnecessarily proud of being leaders of the people. But they ignore the spiritual value of man. You see? They ignore the spiritual value of man. They, what is our actual value spiritually? They don't care. Such illusion leaders make plans covering any number of years, but they are but they can hardly make humanity happy in a state conditioned by the three threefold miseries inflicted by material nature. What are the threefold miseries? Adhyatmic, Adhidaivik, sorry, Adhyatmic, Adhibhautik, Adhidaivik. The misery is caused by our own body and mind. The misery is caused by other living entities. It can be human beings, animals, insects, anything. Finally, misery is caused by supernatural powers like the demigods. Like natural disasters, for example, which are beyond human control. So, these are the threefold miseries. <coughs> they can the modern scientific advancement can hardly make us happy uh, one cannot control the laws of nature by any amount of struggling one must at last be subject to death nature's ultimate law death birth old age and illness are symptoms of the diseased condition of the living being the highest aim of human life should therefore be to get free from these miseries and go back home back to godhead See how we are learning big philosophy while learning the glories of Lord Nityananda. Hmm. 
प्रेमे प्रेम नेत्रे देखे तार स्वरूप प्रकाश गोप गोपी संगे जहा कृष्ण रविलास बट विथ द आईज ऑफ लव ऑफ गॉड हेड वन कैन सी इट्स रियल आइडेंटिटी एज द प्लेस वेर लॉर्ड कृष्ण परफॉर्म इज पैस टाइम्स विद काउहड बॉयज एंड काउहड गर्ल्स मीन्स द वृंदावन ऑन दिस अर्थ चिंतामणि प्रकर सदम सुकृक्ष लक्षावृतेषु सुरभिपालयतम लक्ष्मी सहस्रशत संभ्रम सोविंदमादिपुरुषम तमहम भजामी I worship Govinda the primeval lord the first progenitor who is tending cows yielding all desires in abodes built with spiritual gems and surrounded by millions of purpose trees He is always served with great reverence and affection by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune. See this is the description of the spiritual world by Lord Brahma himself because he also can see. Purport this is a verse from the Brahma Samhita 5.29. Wow this is such a long purport. What is the time? <laughs> 9 10 Okay, I think we will just read this maybe. Wow, this is amazingly long. I don't know, we can uh, get it all out today. <clears throat> I don't know whether we should stop here or continue. What do you say? Stop here or continue? You see the scrolling bar on the right. You see how small it is. <laughs> how much I'm scrolling, and how how I'm going to finish today. It's going to take very very long. Let me know. I mean, you can still go through it if you want. Maybe we can just read it. Let me know in the comments. So this is actually a verse. Wow. Continue. Manasakshi <laughs> Mataji is saying, continue, Prabhuji. You got a lot of stamina. Okay, maybe we'll read this verse and stop after this. Okay, Radhika Sakimata says continue. I think the rest of it, rest of them want to stop it. I think. Bhakti Lata Mataji is saying continue. Okay. Okay, let's continue. So. Um. So we will stop after this verse, maybe. So this is the verse from the Brahma Samhita. This description of the abode of Krishna gives us definite information of the transcendental place where not only is life eternal, blissful, and full of knowledge, but there are ample vegetables, milk, jewels, and beautiful homes and gardens tended by lovely damsels who are all goddesses of fortune. Krishna Loka is the topmost planet in the spiritual sky and below it are innumerable spheres a description of which can be found in the Shrimad Bhagavatam in the beginning of lord brahma's self realization he was shown a transcendental vision of the vaikuntha spheres by the grace of narayana later by the grace of krishna he was shown a transcendental vision of krishna loka this transcendental vision is like the reception of television from the moon via a me- mechanical system for receiving modulated waves 
but it is achieved by penance and meditation within oneself spiritual and much subtle technology this is subtle technology in fact this particular thing is spiritual technology because to know krishna loka you can actually know some things like there are ashtasiddhi and you can even take things from other planets if you can touch the moon with your finger that is one of the eight mystic powers you can touch anything in the universe and bring it here so that technology is there with the yogis but it is subtle technology it is not gross technology gross technology means like machines to achieve something we have to build a very gross um, i mean a very mechanic and huge effort to make such machines and all that to uh, to achieve these things uh, just like now live stream we are depending on the telecom system the the entire internet and everything so many things are going on in the background the servers the we can't even know what is going on but we're taking advantage of the system now without all these servers and internet and nothing the battle of kurukshetra was relayed to sanjaya uh by just mystic power because of the mercy of vyasadev so this is technology but it's subtle technology just by mantra an arrow can be made into brahmastra nuclear weapon whereas the same nuclear weapon if you want to do today you got to you know unearth uranium from the earth and it is highly dangerous to deal with it and because you get radioactive you know with all that and then you have to construct huge nuclear reactors you know make the uh, missile head of uranium and then carefully put inside the uranium and then you have to prepare the missile itself and you know you have to you have to you know uh, do all the uh, what is it technology to make it you know like a, a target a lock onto the target and then shoot it and then the fuel systems to propel the missile on to the uh, and to the to the enemy Every, i mean there's huge effort to get the same effect that is what is called gross or ugra karma horrible work or extensive work for the same result that can be obtained in another way much in a much simpler way so this subtle technology was there with the with the yogis like kardamuni just by his will he created an airplane he was not an aeronautical engineer you know you know putting some turbines and you know what, what all this fuel and and no nothing just by his mind even the pushpaka viman in which uh, ravana kidnapped <coughs> sita it was actually from the kuvera that that uh, airplane and that airplane goes on mantra and wherever you want you it can go at will it doesn't make a horrible sound like what the planes do here in the sky no no sound silent silent than a whisper you know so and so just imagine the subtle technology but krishna loka to have a vision of krishna loka like television that is spiritual because krishna spiritual world how you can see even with the subtle technology we can't see krishna has to show mercifully and similarly haridas thakur said there is a kirtan of the trees because he sees in a very very different way he has spiritual vision which we cannot understand at our present condition hmm. though this transcendental vision is like the reception of television from the moon via a med- mechanical system for receiving modulated waves which is but it is achieved by penance and meditation within us see prabhupada is giving us he is describing it to us in a way which we can t- comprehend to an extent you see he is very nicely giving a very simple example which we already make use of every day 
this is this is something about pure devotee not only they can see but they can describe it also like how difficult is the spiritual truth to understand but shri shri prabhupada explained it to us and we were able to understand that which is otherwise inconceivable that is krishna chetumar krishna dite par he can not only understand but he can teach others also how to understand and how to attain it also how to see it also that is the mercy of pure devotee he is not proud that only i oh i can see this you know you cannot see i am better than you no he actually is uh, he feels bad that others cannot see like this he, that's why he goes on and um, does big propaganda preaching why so that everyone should be coming to this platform now that that is the desire of the devotee Srimad Bhagavatam second canto states that in Vaikuntha Loka the material modes of nature represented by the qualities of goodness passion and ignorance have no influence hmm i think in the which um, i don't know exactly which verse 29 maybe second chapter second canto ninth chapter maybe i don't know anyway um the modes of nature have no influence in the spiritual world in the material world the highest qualitative manifestation is goodness which is characterized by truthfulness mental equilibrium cleanliness control of the senses simplicity essential knowledge faith in god scientific knowledge and so on these are actually the uh, qualities of a brahmana who is in the mode of goodness 18th chapter 42nd verse of bhagavad gita 18.42 <clears throat> nevertheless all these qualities are mixed with passion and imperfection in the material world there is always a tinge of passion and imperfection and ignorance sometimes but the qualities in vaikuntha are a manifestation of god's internal potency and therefore they are purely spiritual and transcendental with no trace of material infection no material planet even satyaloka is comparable in quality to the spiritual planets where the five inherent qualities of the material world namely ignorance misery egoism anger and envy are completely absent <clears throat> no material planet even satyaloka is comparable in quality to the spiritual planets actually let me give you an, a slight glimpse of satyaloka description um is it even described in the maybe maybe it is there is a description of the assembly hall of lord brahma okay wait 100000 yojanas okay let me just 100000 yojanas hall 
can't find it okay uh, i don't know exactly where it is the size of brahma's assembly hall okay you know how big it is it is a square which can change shape which can change color which can change atmosphere constantly and you know how big 100000 yojanas each side of the square one yojana is 8 miles 100000 yojanas is 800000 miles each side just imagine and that is the size of the assembly hall of brahma not planet no not talking about satyaloka assembly hall and its shape it changes shape it changes size it changes colors it changes its nature so many things wonderful is like unimaginable the assembly hall only now i am not able to find the description where i read it but so here it is said no material planet even satyaloka is comparable in quality to the spiritual planets where the five inherent qualities of the material world namely ignorance misery egoism anger and envy are completely absent <coughs> means how wonderful are the spiritual planets in the material world everything is a creation it means in the spiritual world there's no such thing as creation they were never created they were always there they existed anything we can think of within our experience including our own bodies and minds was created this process of creation began with the life of brahma and the creative principle is prevalent all over the material universe because of the quality of passion so people say oh creative you know we want to be creative this creative mentality is from coming from the mode of passion you know who want to be creative is a mode of passion those who are in the mode of goodness they just want to maintain the status quo they want to, they don't want to create other things no and even this mentality of creating something in the spiritual knowledge that is actually the cause of downfall and that's why those in the mode of goodness can understand the scriptures because they don't try to create their own opinions when we create our own opinions on the spiritual matter spiritual subject then it is uh, material it's influenced by the mode of passion and ignorance so then you see the it doesn't become it's it's changed it's not bhagavad gita as it is anymore why there are so many commentaries on bhagavad gita because they try to be creative you know they try to create uh, give the creative commentaries mode of passion coming from the mode of passion ours is bhagavad gita as it is just maintain whatever is there just repeat that is mode of goodness same that's why brahma is in the mode of passion he is a creator and lord vishnu is in the mode of goodness he is maintainer <laughs> and more of ignorance is destroyer lord shiva destroys of course he is not in ignorance but he presides over the mode of ignorance he is in the transcendental goodness so mode of ignorance destroys uh, so the destruction actually starts from creation when something is created jatasya dhruvo mrityur whatever is born must die our body is born it must die the creation is i mean the universe is born it must die so the destruction actually starts from creation hmm so once we are born we are only dying with every day same way even religious principles the moment we start to create something it is already the destruction of the actual religious principles you see the whole humanity will be misdirected it's like uh, krishna said 
when the, I, I spoke this to the sun god and in parampara it came down but at some point it was lost sakale neha mahata yogo nashtaha it became nashta destroyed that is ignorance so it leads from passion to ignorance so passion is a creative tendency and that is actually the beginning of the destructive tendency see that <clears throat> but since the quality of passion is conspicuous by its absence in the vaikuntha plan actually i really want to touch upon something i really want to touch upon something you see this this is an addition they edited prabhupad's purport and now it all makes even more sense why they were wrong in editing so that particular purport you see this i'll show you something which i discovered just recently and we were discussing this topic and sunugopal prabhu gave a very good insight on this um and now it makes a lot of sense i mean then also it made sense but it makes even more sense that creation is the beginning of destruction and even in religious principles trying trying to be creative is the beginning of the destruction of religious principles now here if you see 1832 bhagavad gita अधर्मं धर्ममितिया मन्यते तमसावृता सर्वार्थान विपरीतांश्च बुद्धे सापार्थ तामसी दैट अंडरस्टैंडिंग व्हिच कंसीडर्स इररिलिजन टू बी रिलिजन एंड रिलिजन टू बी इररिलिजन अंडर द स्पेल ऑफ इल्यूजन एंड डार्कनेस एंड स्ट्राइव्स ऑलवेज इन द रॉन्ग डायरेक्शन ऑफ पार्था इज इन द मोड ऑफ इग्नोरेंस सो दिस इज रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स इन द मोड ऑफ इग्नोरेंस नाउ द बिफोर वाज दिस इज जस्ट नाउ इट वाज 1832 नाउ इट इज 18.31 ियमेंटिंगजन it's not conclusive it's not between action that should be done and action that should not be done one who cannot distinguish between these things is in the mode of passion now here you see there is no purport 1831 and 1832 there is a purport you see actually this is the edited version this whole pocket whether is based on the edited version of the bhagavad gita and they put it here actually this same purport slightly different Prabhupada included in the 18.31 religious principles in the mode of passion when we cannot distinguish but he they tran- they transferred that purport from 31 and put it to 32 and change word like you see here it is said intelligence in the mode of ignorance is always working the opposite of the way it should but Prabhupada actually said in the before verse the purport intelligence in the mode of passion is always working the opposite way it should Prabhupada said like that it accepts religions which are not actually religions and rejects actual religion men in ignorance understand a great soul to be a common man and a co- accept a common man as a great soul they think truth to be untruth and accept untruth as truth in all activities they simply take the wrong path therefore their intelligence is in the mode of here ignorance their passion now you may say yeah this is more relevant to this uh, you know this this 32 yeah what is irreligion to be religion religion to be irreligion so it is like opposite here is already conclusion whereas you see they, they think truth to be untruth untruth as truth um, 
great soul is a common man common man is a great soul so it looks like ignorance right but actually it starts from passion uh, and then only it leads to this ignorance so this purport actually is prabhupada originally put it in the passion 18.31 but they changed and then said more of ignorance instead of more of passion and then just put it in the more of ignorance purport actually the ignorance this 18.32 in the original bhagavad gita had no purport um so and now it all makes sense because the creation is the beginning of destruction once you chan- start to be creative with religious principles it you are actually starting to destroy so it the destruction is visible in the mode of ignorance but it starts in the mode of passion the mode of passion it's in a, it's in a state of confusion but that means it's already in the path on the path of destruction because real religious principles we w- we will not be confused especially if we are guided by mahajans and we will not be confused like you see here bhagavad gita 4 chapter 35th verse see yagnyatvana punarmoham evam yasya sipandavayena bhutanya sheshani drakshasyatmani athomai having obtained real knowledge from a self realized soul you will never fall again to such illusion for by this knowledge you will see that all living beings are but part of the supreme or in other words that they are mine you see never no more confusion no more illusion but the other person who who's always in doubt when it is not clear when it is doubtful agnyashraddhanascha samshayatma vinashyati you see doubtful soul vinashyati means destroyed destruction happens with samshaya nayam lokosthi na paro na sukham samshayatmanah but the ignorant and faithless persons who doubt the revealed scriptures do not attain god consciousness they fall down for the doubting soul there is happiness neither in this world nor in the next you see it it plummets from more of passion with doubts when doubts start to come in then it only goes downward and into ignorance and it plummets and then we hit the hard floor so it is not correct of them to change the purport like that and put in the other one so you see this is a very mischievous work so you should not do like this unnecessarily you know um, play with the words of the pure devotee see it's a serious uh, mistake what they did <clears throat> now going back okay until where did we read in the material world everything is a creation anything we can think of within our experience including even our own bodies and minds was created this process of creation began with the life of brahma and the creative principle is prevalent all over the material universe because of the quality of passion but since the quality of passion is conspicuous by its absence in the vaikuntha planets nothing there is created even religious principles are not created there and even ordinary i mean creation of the planets no there's no creation there because there's no mode of passion there is creation because there is mode of passion hmm. so in the in the in the vaikuntha planets there's no mode of passion everything is satvam shuddham satvam vishuddham vasudeva sabditam everything is pure goodness so everything is just maintained there's no creation there's no destruction um but since the quality of passion is conspicuous by its absence in the vaikuntha planets nothing there is created everything there is eternally existent existent 
and because there is no mode of uh, ignorance there is also no question of annihilation or destruction in the material world one may try to make everything permanent by developing the above mentioned qualities of goodness but because the goodness in the material world is mixed with passion and ignorance nothing here can exist permanently despite all the good plans of the best scientific brains therefore in the material world we have no experience of eternity bliss and fullness of knowledge why because of passion and ignorance but in the spiritual world because of the complete absence of the qualitative modes everything is eternal blissful and cognizant everything can speak you see this you see this everything can speak everything can move that means even stones also can speak everything can speak plants can speak birds can speak everything and <clears throat> everything can move everything can hear and everything can see in full blessed existence for eternity the situation being so naturally space and time in the forms of past present and future have no influence there in the spiritual sky there is no change because time has no influence here change means because of the passage of time everything changes and change actually means destruction kalosmi lokak shayakrit pravridho samahartum what is that 1132 i guess 11.32 श्री भगवाच कालोस्मी लोकक्षयकृत् प्रवृद्धो लोकान् समाहर्तुमिह प्रवृत्तः ऋते पिवान्नभविष्यन्ति सर्वे येवस्थिताः पत्यनीकेषु योधाः द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड सेड टाइम आई एम द ग्रेट डिस्ट्रॉयर ऑफ द वर्ल्ड्स एंड आई हैव कम हियर टू डिस्ट्रॉय ऑल पीपल with the exception of you the pandavas all the soldiers here on both sides will be slain so we say everything changes in this material world change means destruction change means the original situation that was there is no more there it is destroyed it has been replaced by another situation now we call it a change but actually it's a destruction of one and creation of another it's a series of creations and destructions like our own body for example Our body was created. That's why that verse, "Dehi nosmin yatha dehi kaumaram yavanam jara," tatha dehantar prapte. You see, as the embodied soul continuously passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. A sober person is not bewildered by such a change. You see, so what is happening here? The embodied soul is continuously passing. in different bodies even in this so called life even in this life not that reincarnation is something to be only understood after we die and then we will see our next body even our current body is already a um series of creations and destruction like i had a body when i was a small boy infant everybody has that body is no more there is destroyed replaced by another body now we call it a change it is nothing but destruction a series of creation and destruction finally the body is completely destroyed and another body is created in another womb of another mother so tatha dehantara prapte so it is the same series that is moving huh so time change means destruction so in spiritual world because there is no destruction that means there is no time there or rather there is time not in the way 
like in the material world it has no power in fact it is completely under the power of of course even here time is under the power of krishna and whenever they want like even dwaraka when he when he came to Dwa- in krishna came here 5000 years ago when he was in dwaraka 16108 palaces were there in dwaraka now we should understand that as we understood from the verses today that this dwaraka in the material world is a replica or facsimile of the spiritual dwaraka in the gokul or golok vrindavan so there is no difference so the same thing is shown there also like in one palace he was doing the things that somebody does in the morning like he was waking up from sleep and on the planet it was sunset and then he was actually the sun is same how come in same place one there is sunset one sunrise one some places he is playing with his children some places he was practicing his archery some people some places he was joking with his wife some people some places he was uh, what um, you know just relaxing so many things he was doing and some places he was in the court administering justice at the same time he is doing things which are actually done in different times of the day another example is in vrindavan when raslila was going on he compressed the one brahma's night it means 4.32 billion years in one human night on the earth on one earthly night again time has no force like it has in the material world in the spiritual world in the spiritual world they can do anything time can be expanded indefinitely or suddenly they want uh, uh, let's have some uh, night past time okay moon come everybody just come all all quiet down everybody uh, now night past time start <laughs> suppose it is full glaring you know uh, and then suddenly they want night past time to go on some moonlit uh, sky and then they want to be in the water or something okay suddenly they desire like, oh, finish okay just let the moon rise and everything of course krishna said there is no sun there is no moon but again a moon in the sky is very beautiful to look at right so if they want they can create one there like even a yogi vishwamitra can create a planet there they cannot do anything but again there is no creation there right so everything can be manifested according to will manifested by the arrangement of baladev everything is eternal at the same time everything is uh interchangeable like one can uh, behave like another hmm like for example shukadev goswami he is parrot in the spiritual sky but when he came here he shukadev goswami uh, so everything i mean there is we can't even comprehend what is there in the spiritual world <clears throat> it is not that exactly that creation is not there in the sense that oh they cannot create anything they are, they are just immobile they are just important cannot create anymore not exactly like that just like it is said that time is not there in the spiritual world that does not mean there is no variety there is nothing no time means no movement nothing no because we know time as movement because time moves everything here because time has that power of moving everything else but in the spiritual world there is time but the time is not exactly like the time in the material world so when we say there is no creation in the material world this creation is not like what is here isn't there its own trans- because nothing can exist in the material world because now uh, without being in the, actually in the spiritual world because everything here is a reflection of the spiritual world so there is but in a spiritual quality but for us to understand it is said that it is not there so that we don't try to understand it in a way that it is it is here i hope you it's easier to i mean it, it's able you are able to understand what i'm saying anyway let's move on <laughs> um 
everything can speak and everything so in the spiritual sky there is no change because time has no influence consequently the influence of maya the total external energy which induces us to become more and more materialistic and forget our relationship with god is also absent there you may ask if it is absent there how come we desire to come here see the thing is there is independence there is independence and if we choose to misuse independence and then krishna will throw us in the material world that independence is there here and also in the spiritual world hmm. so when we desire in a particular way against our our good will then krishna tries to not let that happen but then if we are persistent then it will happen so and anyway we can't really understand how is it that we fell down from the spiritual world everything was when everything was so perfect well somehow or other we are here now how <laughs> to get back as spiritual sparks of the beams emanating from the transcendental body of the lord we are all permanently related with him and equal to him in quality the material energy is a covering of the spiritual spark but in the absence of that material covering the living beings in vaikuntaloka are never forgetful of their identities they are eternally cognizant of their relationship with god in their constitutional position of rendering transcendental loving service to the lord because they constantly engage in the transcendental service of the lord it is natural to conclude that their senses are also transcendental for one cannot serve the lord with material senses the inhabitants of vaikuntaloka do not possess material senses with which to lord it over material nature persons with a poor fund of knowledge conclude that a place void of material qualities must be some sort of formless nothingness or vacuum you know in reality however there are qualities in the spiritual world you see nirguna without quality but actually it means it has the highest qualities and also it is beyond the three modes of material nature the different meanings of the word nirguna so only a vaishnava will understand the real meaning hmm. um there are qualities in the spiritual world but they are different from the material qualities because everything there is eternal unlimited and pure the atmosphere there is self illuminating <clears throat> and thus there is no need of a sun or a moon a fire electricity and so on one who can reach that abode does not come back to the material world with a material body there is no difference between atheists and the faithful in the vaikuntha planets because all who settle there are freed from the material qualities and thus suras and asuras become equally obedient loving servitors of the lord the residents of vaikuntha have brilliantly black complexions see that brilliantly black it's not exactly like the black in this material world hmm. the residents of vaikuntha have brilliantly black conceptions much more fascinating and attractive than the dull white and black complexions found in the material world much more fascinating and attractive than the dull even the white here is dull huh? much more attractive than the dull white and black complexions found in the material world their bodies being spiritual have no equals in the material world the body of a bright cloud when lightning flashes on it merely hints at their beauty that is a hint you know the dark cloud when the lightning shines that bluish black color is the is a hint of the spiritual color of the body is there but uh, it's not also the correct representation exactly but is the is very close to what can be achieved in this material world uh, but it's still far more inexplicable than we can comprehend 
generally the inhabitants of vaikunth are dressed in yellow clothing their bodies are delicate and attractively built and their eyes are like the petals of lotus flowers like lord vishnu the residents of vaikuntha have four hands decorated with a conch shell wheel club and lotus flower their chests are beautifully broad and fully decorated with necklaces of a brilliant diamond like metal wow brilliant diamond like metal surrounded by costly jewels never to be found in the material world even in the heavenly planets you know the residents of vaikuntha are always powerful and effulgent some of them have complexions like red coral cat's eyes and lotus flowers and each of them has earrings of costly jewels on their heads they wear flowery crowns resembling garlands in the vaikunthas there are airplanes but they make no tumultuous sounds material airplanes are not at all safe they can fall down and crash at any time for matter is imperfect in every respect in the spiritual sky however the airplanes are also spiritual and they are spiritually brilliant and bright these airplanes do not fly business <laughs> these airplanes do not fly business executives politicians or planning commissions as passengers nor do they carry cargo or postal bags for these are all unknown there shila prabhu has his own you know way of uh, you know humorous way of presenting things <laughs> these airplanes do not fly business executives politicians or planning commissions as passengers nor do they carry cargo or postal bags <laughs> for these are all unknown there that means there is no shipping there is no alibaba and lazada and all these shopping online shopping uh, or amazon there is no shipping and all these things going on there <laughs> business executives these planes are for pleasure trips only okay for pleasure trips only and the resident of residents of vaikunth are flying them with their heavenly beautiful fairy like consorts therefore these airplanes full of residents of vaikunth both male and female increase the beauty of the spiritual sky we cannot imagine how beautiful they are but their beauty may be compared to the clouds in the sky accompanied by silver branches of electric lightning The spiritual sky of Vaikuntaloka is always decorated in this way. The full opulence of the internal potency of Godhead is always resplendent in Vaikuntaloka, where goddesses of fortune are ever increasingly attached to serving the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead. These goddesses of fortune accompanied by their friends always create a festive atmosphere of transcendental mirth. What is mirth? Mm-hmm. I think I don't know what is mirth. One second, I'll just find out what is mirth. Mirth means who? amusement especially as expressed in laughter merriment high spirits cheerfulness hmm so everything is very cheerful in the spiritual world how beautiful right if you can go to such a <laughs> such a place 
always singing the um, yeah these goddesses of fortune accompanied by their friends always create a festive atmosphere of transcendental mirth transcendental cheerfulness actually lakshmi sahasra shata sambhrama sevyamanam sambhrama means very very carefully not to offend krishna in any way with great care and attention with great attention to detail and everything everything nicely they do service absolutely flawless that is called sambhrama sevyamanam with great respect <clears throat> always singing the glories of the lord they are not silent even for a moment that means there there is continuous chatter in the spiritual world but the chatter is not like the nonsense chirping of the birds here in this material world here i mean everybody is even the social media is full of so much chatter in this world you know it is said in uh, there is a i think youtube themselves have come out with a report that every minute there are 400 hours worth of videos 400 hours worth of videos that are being uploaded every minute on youtube every minute so much chat there is it's youtube then there is facebook then there is instagram then there is twitter and there is so many other uh twitch another one but all this chatter is not about god whereas in the vaikuntha all chatter is about god they are not silent even for a moment you see and same thing when a devotee comes here in this material world he continuously glorifies the lord he does not remain silent this maunavrata is for those who are foolish because a fool is no, not known until he opens his mouth so instead of uh, talking rubbish like a fool you stay quiet that is the uh, advice for foolish people but a person who is devotee uh, he should not keep quiet he will not keep quiet he cannot keep quiet because he knows that the glorification of the lord is his prime duty and he has to help others with this knowledge there are unlimited vaikuntha planets in the spiritual sky and the ratio of these planets to the material planets in the material sky is 3 is 3 to 1 so uh, in material world how many planets are there already we cannot count 3 times infinity like in, uh, how many planets are there in this on the in this universe sometimes we say for 14 planetary systems sometimes we say three planetary systems the, uh, the you know triloka but actually it is not three planets or 14 planets 14 planetary systems in each system there are thousands of planets going on you know in swargaloka there are thousands and, and millions and billions actually hmm so just imagine how much opulence there is in the, even in the material world and this material world is just one fourth of the total creation of the lord and the and the spiritual world is a three fourths so here a number of universes one universe we cannot count the planets and unlimited universes times unlimited planets how can we even come to a number so in the vaikuntha there are three times that you know so although the number is three times the size is much much bigger so all these things are there <clears throat> does the poor poor materialist actually the other day i think vijay sharma prabhu asked the question if it if the size of the vaikuntha planets each vaikuntha planet is bigger than all the material worlds put together and there are innumerable vaikuntha planets and golok vrindavan is bigger than all the vaikuntha planets put together how come it is 3 is to 1 so another thing i was thinking just now now while reading this 
for example brahma has 78% of the qualities of krishna right that does not mean he is 78% as powerful as the lord again there's another uh uh what is that thing there another aspect to it when you when you said that brahma has 78% like we all have 50 qualities krishna has 64 qualities so 50 divided by 64 is 78% so that's why it is said brahma is has 78% of the qualities of god yes quality yes but quantity no no very even close infinite brahma is just as much of a 100 110000 the tip of the hair as we are he is also the same size of soul so he is infinitesimally smaller than the supreme lord but how come 78% that is the qualities but in quantity they are not like brahma has the same quality as the lord like for example uh, one of the qualities is uh, omniscience like brahma knows everything almost what is going on in the universe in that way but that omniscience krishna also has but brahma has only in this universe and that too not exactly perfectly like how krishna has and krishna has the knowledge of every single universe and not only the material world even the spiritual world <coughs> so you get the idea so omniscience is both in the like we have omniscience also like we have omniscience of our body like even if some some tip of the toe is bit by some mosquito i will know from here i will know i will know something is gone there so we know the pains and pleasures of our own body that must we have omniscience in that limited sphere brahma's sphere is the entire universe like for example a prime minister he may know the affairs or whatever whatever is going on in his country you see like he has his team and he he gets knowledge so he is omniscient in the sense like he knows much better than what we do uh, as a prime minister so in that way he has much more information and he has much more power but in that a uh, domain only in that country he does not know what is going on in the next country maybe a little bit here and there because of their news or their by espionage whatever it espionage by spying and all that so he can know something but not everything see so omniscience is there but limited quantity so it is like yes the quality is there that the lord has but not the same quantity of omniscience uh, so this is another way we can know about 3/4 and 1/4 you know we don't know exactly how the calculations are made but even if we count quantitatively there are innumerable planets in the material world how to infinite times how to do infinite times 3 is in infinity also right so actually we cannot even comprehend it's but just to give us an idea you see that point there are unlimited vaikuntha planets in the spiritual sky and the ratio of these planets to the material planets in the material sky is 3 is to 1 because 3/4 to 1/4 is 3 is to 1 thus the poor materialist is busy making political adjustments on a planet that is most insignificant in god's creation to say nothing of this planet earth the whole universe with innumerable planets throughout the galaxies is comparable to a single mustard seed in a bag full of mustard seeds but the poor materialist makes plans to live comfortably here and thus wastes his valuable human energy in something that is doomed to frustration 
Instead of wasting his time with business speculations, he should seek the life of plain living and high spiritual thinking and thus save himself from perpetual materialistic unrest. You see, uh, we'll just go to one verse and come back here. Yes, this is a beautiful verse. I think I showed it a few times in previous sessions. But you see, this exact thing is quoted here. Why this verse is there is because of all this. Prithvi, this is from Mukundamala Sotra, verse 14. Prithvi renu ranu payam sikanika phalgus phulingolagus tejo nishvasanam marutanutaram randham susukshmam nabha once our saviour has been seen, the whole earth becomes no greater than a speck of dust. All the waters of the ocean become mere droplets. The totality of fire becomes a minute spark. The winds become just a faint sigh and the expanse of space becomes a tiny hole. Great lords like Rudra and Grandfather Bhishma, uh, sorry, Bhishma, <laughs> Grandfather Brahma become insignificant and all the demigods become like small insects. Indeed, even one particle of dust from our lord's feet conquers all. Now you see, with all these sized descriptions of the various planets and various worlds, we can actually understand that. So when when one our saviour has been seen, that means when one becomes Krishna conscious, once, come, once one comes in direct contact with Krishna, he is not interested in the earth is like a speck of dust. What does that mean? That means he will not be interested in the political, you know, adjustments and trying to become a you know overtake maneuver, political maneuver like elections and you know sort of fighting for power and all these things and political rallies and all these things. All all, all this is for what? Just for one portion of land on the earth. But if the entire earth is just like a speck of dust, who cares for a speck of dust? In fact, if you have a speck of dust on your table, you just wipe out and throw it outside. So, that much unimportant, these big, big things that people give so much value to, become so unimportant and petty and not worth even giving attention to. So, that is the meaning. Dust means oh, the waters become ocean. I mean, ocean become mere droplets means what? That means they don't really care what is there in the ocean. They don't build all these big, big machines to go and explore the ocean. All these are, you know, and even demigods become like insects. Who cares for a cockroach? Who cares for an ant? Like nobody cares. Nobody even gives any attention to a cockroach. In fact, get it out of the... So demigods, Brahma and Shiva become like insects. I'm going to speak of the rest of us. I think Bhaktilata Mataji has said that. Demigods are like insects, so what to say about us conditioned souls? Yeah. So you see how, you know, this is the position when one becomes actually a devotee. When one becomes a devotee, he thinks, uh, sorry, he sees things in the proper perspective. Because actually this is the real perspective. That this whole universe is like a mustard seed. That's the real perspective. 
but because we are conditioned because we are so interested in the material we think this is very big and we are doing great things by doing you know some you know humanitarian activities and you know nothing we can do uh, we can we should the only thing we can do is yes propagate krishna consciousness get them out of here instead of wasting time with political adjustment they can go back to godhead so we should open the eyes of the general mass of people um, so that is preaching so we share prabhupada's knowledge or prabhupada whatever he gave us we share it with others and it's not prabhupada invented his knowledge he was not creative in doing so bhagavad gita as it is maintain more of goodness pure goodness so such knowledge when is repeated repeat again we should not create our own thing repeat and then the message will be message will be perfect and everyone will be everyone will be benefited see that's why prabhupada says instead of wasting his time with business speculations he should seek the life of plain living and high spiritual thinking and thus save himself from perpetual materialistic unrest even if a materialist wants to enjoy developed material facilities he can transfer himself to planets where he can experience <clears throat> material pleasures much more advanced than those available on earth the best plan is to prepare oneself to return to the spiritual sky after leaving the body however if one is intent on enjoying material facilities one can transfer himself to other planets in the material sky by utilizing yogic powers the playful spaceships of the astronauts are but childish entertainments and are of no use for this purpose <laughs> he's like completely roasting this modern scientist you see <clears throat> he is called those spaceships as childish entertainments and are no use to them it's just like if you give a toy um, car for a, to a child that's of no use it's just for is a plaything it cannot take you anywhere it's not a real car mm. similarly this i mean if you have some uh, toy with which you cannot really do anything substantial but just for your child childish playing this thing a childish entertainment that's another thing so <laughs> prabhupada completely roasted the astronauts the playful spaceships of the astronauts are but childish entertainments are of and are of no use for this purpose and bhagavad gita actually hints at how to go to other planets urdhvam gachante satvasthah that means if you want to want to go to higher planets you have to go to satvasthah you have to be in the mode of goodness and in the mode of goodness then you can go to the higher planets then madhye tishthanti rajasah those in the mode of uh, passion they stay in the middle planetary systems and jaghanya gunavrittistha adhogachanti tamasa those in the mode of ignorance they go down to the hellish worlds so if you want to travel to other planets we have to come to that go uh, the particular mode and then we can be transferred and the yogis they attune their mentality their their the life air in such a way that they cultivate that particular thing mode with which they can go to a particular planet and they have some complete control a perfected yogi he has complete control where he can go where he wants to go and where how he how to go there he is in complete control but this this um, spaceships are just toys The Ashtanga Yoga system is a materialistic art of controlling air by transferring it transferring it from the stomach to the navel from the navel to the heart from the heart to the collarbone from there to the eyeballs and from there to the cerebellum and from there to any desired planet 
The velocities of air and light are taken into consideration by the material scientist, but he has no information of the velocity of the mind in intelligence. Like supersonic or they say um, near to the speed of light. No, they, this is what scientists understand as speed, but mind and intelligence is far faster. We have some limited experience of the velocity of the mind because in a moment we can transfer our minds to places hundreds of thousands of miles away. You see? That is thinking, oh, that is just a uh, glimpse of the power of, of the speed of the mind. But actual yogis, they can actually travel at that speed. Whereas only our mind can go there, but our body is still here. Yogis, they, the bodies also can go there. There is a difference. Hmm. Like now, we are all locked down. A yogi cannot be locked down. <laughs> now we cannot travel. There are so many travel restrictions. A yogi cannot, cannot be bound by such travel restrictions. He can go with the speed of mind, he can go to wherever he wants and come back without anybody knowing. That is yogi. Nobody can restrict his travel. <clears throat> uh, we have some limited experience of the velocity of the mind because in a moment we can transfer our minds to places hundreds of thousands of miles away. Intelligence is even finer. Finer than intelligence is the soul which is not matter like mind and intelligence but is spirit or anti-matter. The soul is hundreds of thousands of times finer and more powerful than intelligence. Not just a little more. You know this verse 342. Indriyani paranyahur indriyabhya param manaha manasastu parabuddhir yobuddhe paratastu saham the working senses are superior to dull matter. Mind is higher than the senses. The intelligence is still higher than the mind. And he, the soul, is even higher than the intelligence. Now you're like, okay, one step, one step, one step, one step. No, 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 no. Especially from the intelligence to the soul is uh, millions and billions of steps. Uh, that much higher. The soul is hundreds of thousands of times finer and more powerful than intelligence. We can thus only imagine the velocity of the soul in its travelling from one planet to another. You see? Needless to say, the soul travels by its own strength and not with the help of any kind of material vehicle. The bestial civilization of eating, sleeping, fearing and sense gratifying has misled modern man into forgetting how powerful a soul he has. As we have already described, the soul is a spiritual spark many, many times more illuminating, dazzling and powerful than the sun, moon or electricity. See? You see, a soul is already many times, many, many times more illuminating, dazzling and powerful than the sun. Wow. The soul is more... Dazzling and illuminating and powerful than the sun, moon or electricity. Human life is spoiled when man does not realize his real identity with his soul. Lord Chaitanya appeared with Lord Nityananda to save man from this type of misleading civilization. Srimad Bhagavatam also describes how yogis can travel to all the planets in the universe. When the vital force is lifted to the cerebellum, that means Brahmarandra, it is actually in, in Sanskrit, the, the exact term in Yoga Sutras is Brahmarandra. Here, the, right at the top of the head. Uh, when the vital force is lifted to the cerebellum, there is every chance that this force will burst out from the eyes, nose, ears, etc. As 
these are places that are known as the seventh orbit of the vital force chakra but the yogis can block these holes by complete suspension of air the yogi then concentrates the vital force in the middle position that is between the eyebrows at this position the yogi can think of the planet to which he wants to go after leaving the body he can then decide whether he wants to go to the abode of krishna in the transcendental vaikuntas from which he will not be required to descend into the material world or to travel to higher planets in the material universe the perfect yogi is at liberty to do either now you should note here that it is not a materialistic yogi that can go to vaikuntha planets it is only the bhakti yogi who can go there hmm. but other yogis can go to every other planet in the material world i mean depending on their capacity how perfected they are but they cannot go to the spiritual planets uh, spiritually accomplished yogi with this yoga system uh, he can transform himself to a spiritual planet also for the perfect yogi who has attained success in the method of leaving his body in perfect consciousness transferring from one planet to another is as easy as ordinary man's walking to the grocery store <laughs> and for a pure devotee he may not be externally looking like you know he is you know like you know doing this samadhi and sitting down and you know the soul bursting from the top of the head like brahmarandra it does not looks like you know he is doing all those things but but he easily goes to the spiritual planets much easier than even the yogis because the yogis have to sit down and do all this pranayam asana for thousands of years before they can attain such power that going to another planet is like going to another planet is like walking to a grocery store before to get to that stage one has to do lot of tapas but the devotee simply by thinking of krishna by the help of krishna he will go so for the perfect yogi who has attained success in the method of leaving his body in perfect consciousness transferring from one planet to another is as easy as an ordinary man's walking to the grocery store as already discussed the material body is just a covering of the spiritual soul mind and intelligence are the undercoverings and the gross body of earth water air and so on is the overcoating of the soul just like we have inner wear and outer wear like that the soul is covered with inner wear undercoverings which is the mind intelligence and false ego and outer covering which is this material body that we can see as such any advanced soul who has realized himself by the yogic process who knows the relationship between matter and spirit can leave the gross dress of the soul in perfect order and as he desires by the grace of god we have complete freedom because the lord is kind to us we can live anywhere either in the spiritual sky or in the material sky upon whichever planet we desire however misuse of this freedom causes one to fall down into the material world and suffer the threefold miseries of conditioned life the living of a miserable life in the material world by dint of the soul's choice is nicely illustrated by milton in paradise lost what is that i think it's a book maybe the living of a miserable life in the material world by dint of the soul's choice is nicely illustrated by milton in paradise lost similarly by choice the soul can regain paradise and return home back to godhead at the critical time of death one can place the vital force between the two eyebrows 
Okay, let me just check what is this paradise lost because I'm not sure. Paradise lost by Milton. Oh. Paradise Lost is an epic poem in blank verse by the 17th century English poet John Milton, 1608 to 1674, 17th century poet. The first version published in 1667 consists of 10 books with over 10,000 lines of verse. Wow. interesting paradise lost okay let's get back at the critical time of death one can place the vital force between the two eyebrows and decide where he wants to go if he is reluctant to maintain any connection with the material world he can in less than a second reach the transcendental abode of vaikuntha and appear there completely in his spiritual body which will be suitable for him in the spiritual atmosphere look at the speed at which the soul travels now they are saying that uh, the nearest earth like planet according to the so called stupid scientists is alpha centauri actually nearest sun i mean nearest star like the sun and it has a solar system that is similar to ours that's what they say whatever they say so the nearest sun like this thing is 4.2 light years away It means if light travels at you know light travels at the speed of light and if it travels for 4.2 years then we'll get to alpha centauri which is the nearest planet or nearest sun they say now uh 4.2 years at the speed of light now that is just the nearest and imagine the end of the universe where is the edge of the universe or the limits of the universe and to go there how far and how fast you have to go and here it is said that in less than a second a soul can go to vaikuntha planets i mean the space in the universe is so small compared to the thickness of the coverings of the universe the coverings of the universe as like the shell of the universe is far 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 thicker like millions of times thicker so and the space inside is only very very small and just imagine what is the speed in less than a second we can go to penetrate this everything and go all the way to the spiritual sky brahma jyoti penetrate brahma jyoti and then go to one of the spiritual planets and go there and live there with a the spiritual body less than a second spiritual speed so um yeah he has simply to desire to leave the material world both in finer and in grosser forms and then move the vital force to the topmost part of the skull which is brahmarandra and leave the body from the hole in the skull called the brahmarandra this is easy for one perfect in the practice of yoga this, when we talk of yoga this is this is the standard of yoga 
not simply like you know stretch here stretch there and weight loss you know stand upside down is not the end of yoga yoga means this this is a standard of yogi perfect yogi of course where are we no of course man is endowed with free will and as such if he does not want to free himself from the material world he may enjoy the life of brahmapada occupation of the post of brahma and visit siddhaloka the, mat- ma- the planets of materially perfect beings who have full capacities to control gravity space and time see siddhaloka already they are so powerful they have capacities to control gravity space and time to visit these higher planets in the material universe one need not give up his mind and intelligence finer matter but need only give up grosser matter the material body means if we give up entirely material and spiritual i mean the subtle and gross we can go back to the spiritual world but if we only give up the gross then we can go to the highest higher planets where finer elements finer everything is there of finer um, matter subtle matter sukshma each and every planet has its particular atmosphere and if one wants to travel to any particular planet within the material universe one has to adapt his material body to the climatic condition of that planet for instance if one wants to go from india to europe where the climatic condition is different one has to change his dress accordingly similarly a complete change of body is necessary if one wants to go to the transcendental planets of vaikuntaloka however if one wants to go to the which is anyway the body also is like a dress only basically so is changing of this this dress complete i mean our body <laughs> so same concept actually however if one wants to go to the higher material planets he can keep his finer dress of mind intelligence and ego but has to leave his gross dress body made of earth water fire etc so this is the process when one goes to a transcendental planet it is necessary to change both the finer and gross bodies for one has to reach the spiritual sky completely in a spiritual spiritual form this change of dress will take place automatically at the time of death if one so desires the bhagavad gita confirms that one will attain his next material body huh? according to his desires at the time he leaves his body you know you know that verse right yam yam vapismaran bhavam tyajatyante kalevaram 8.6 of bhagavad gita the desire of the mind carries the soul to a suitable atmosphere as the wind carries aromas from one place to another it's explained in the 15th chapter of bhagavad gita 8th 9th and 10th verses unfortunately those who are not yogis but gross materialists who throughout their lives indulge in sense gratification are puzzled by the disarrangement of the bodily and mental condition at the time of death such gross sensualists encumbered by the main ideas um, desires and associations of the lives they have led desire something against their interest and thus foolishly take on new bodies that perpetuate their material miseries what is this sentence it means that's that such gross sensualists means materialistic people who are mad after sense gratification <coughs> encumbered by the main ideas desires and associations of the lives they have led that means whatever have been the most prominent memories in our lives or the most prominent things that we were attached to in our life those will resurface in the mind at the time of death so if our associations if our desires if our ideas were materialistic then 
our mind will think of those things at the time of death what we are most attached to that is what we will think at the time of death so that's why it is said encumbered by the main ideas desires and associations of the lives they have led desire something against their interest and thus foolishly take on new bodies that perpetuate their material miseries see even in our life we do things that is against our interest like sometimes we don't want to waste time but then oh we click on one instagram post and then scrolling and scrolling and scrolling facebook scrolling and scrolling and before you know two hours have passed you see against your interest forced by the you know the the uh desires and association that is there on the facebook so like that at the time of death that's what happens like your facebook feed you know like that your whole life comes in a feed and all the main things will resurface and then we will get attached to some of the things and then one of the thing will remain and then we will pass on to the next body systematic training of the mind and intelligence is therefore needed so that at the time of death one may consciously desire a suitable body either on this planet or on another material planet or even a transcendental planet <laughs> even if one wants to go to a material planet his mind has to be so focused forget about spiritual planets a yogi how much training he does for his mind to go to a planet that he wants even in this material world you think everybody just dying without any without any mind control they are going स्वर्ग प्राप्ति हो गया इनका स्वर्ग प्राप्ति हो गया क्या क्या स्वर्ग प्राप्ति हुआ आई मीन जैसे ओ ही हेज गॉन टू हैवन हाउ डिड यू गो टू हैवन विदाउट एनी सेल्फ कंट्रोल अरे विद सो मच एंडेवर दिस योगीज आर गोइंग टू हैवन एंड सो मच पायस एक्टिविज यू टू डू टू गो टू हैवन एंड एवरीबडी जस्ट डूइंग जस्ट एंगेज इन मेटेरियल एक्टिविटी एंड डाइंग और स्वर्ग प्राप्ति हो गया वाट स्वर्ग प्राप्ति नोबडी कैन गो टू स्वर्ग लाइक दिस Uh, just because you know you don't want to uh, what is that uh, you know <laughs> bring uh, grief to the relatives uh, we don't say anything but honestly if it if we see practically i mean spiritually factually swarga prapti is not a simple thing that everybody gets swarga prapti you know no 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 systematic training of the mind and intelligence is therefore needed where is systematic training nowadays no training nothing that's why it is said in the bhagavad gita abhyasa yoga yukte na chetasa na anya gamena paramam purusham divyam yati parthanu chintayan you see 8.8 he who meditates on me as a supreme personality of godhead his mind constantly engaged in remembering me undeviated from the path he o partha is sure to reach me this much undeviation undeviated practice should be there abhyasa you see abhyasa yoga by practice practicing to do undeviated with undeviated attention what is that how to think when to think even while doing our work tasmat sarveshu kaleshu maam anusmara yuddhya cha mayar pita mano buddhir maam evaishya sasamshaya therefore arjuna you should always think of me in the form of krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting with your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me you will attain me without doubt this is just after the thing this thing whatever state of being one remembers that when he quits his body that state he will attain without fail see that's why it is said therefore abhyasa yoga yukte na so systematic training should be there systematic practice 
<clears throat> a civilization that does not consider the progressive advancement of the immortal soul merely fosters a bestial life of ignorance. Bestial means savage, animal. <laughs> best, bestial, 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 bestial. Yeah, bestial. That's how it's pronounced. Okay, bestial means animal, animal-like. Fosters a bestial life of ignorance. So, animal life. It is foolish to think that every soul that passes away goes to the same place. Either the soul goes to a place he desires at the time of death or upon leaving his body he is forced to accept a position according to his acts in his previous life. The difference between the materialist and the yogi is that a materialist cannot determine his next body whereas a yogi can consciously or attain a suitable body for enjoyment in the higher planets. Throughout his life the gross materialist who is constantly after sense gratification depend, uh, sorry, spends all day earning his livelihood to maintain his family and at night he wastes his energy wastes his energy in sex enjoyment or, or else goes to sleep thinking about all he has done in the daytime. That is the monotonous life of the materialist. Although differently graded as businessmen, lawyers, politicians, professors, judges, coolies, pickpockets, laborers and so on, materialists all simply engage in eating, sleeping, fearing and sense gratification and thus spoil their valuable lives pursuing luxury and neglecting the neglecting to perfect their lives through spiritual realization. Yogis, however, try to perfect their lives <coughs> and therefore the Bhagavad Gita enjoins that everyone should become a yogi. Tasmad Yogi Bhavarjuna Yoga is the system for linking the soul in the service of the Lord. Only under superior guidance can one practice such yoga in his life without changing his social position. Therefore, one has to surrender to spiritual master. As already described, a yogi can go anywhere he desires without mechanical help. For a yogi can place his mind and intelligence within the air circulating. Um, he can place his mind and intelligence within the air circulating inside his body, and by practicing the art of breath control, he can mix that air with the air that blows all over the universe outside his body. With the help of this universal air, a yogi can travel to any planet and get a body suitable for its atmosphere. We can understand this process of sorry we can understand this process by comparing it to the electronic transmission of radio messages with radio transmitters sound waves produced at a certain station can travel all over the earth in seconds that's how we see live telecast not only radio even television signals but sound is produced from the ethereal sky and as already explained subtler than the ethereal sky is the mind and finer than the mind is in the intelligence. Spirit is still finer than the intelligence and by nature it is completely different from matter. Thus we can just imagine how quickly the spirit soul can travel through the universal atmosphere. See, he is <laughs> scientifically describing how, how it is possible for the spirit soul to go such, at such speeds. So if even air which is one of the grosser elements, um, the sound can pass so fast that we can have live telecast just seconds may be delayed from what is happening you know, thousands and thousands of kilometers away <clears throat> just imagine so how 
this is possible how sound can travel so fast then what what about uh, soul to come to the stage of manipulating finer elements like mind intelligence and spirit one needs appropriate training and appropriate mode of life and appropriate association three things is that come to the stage of manipulating finer elements like mind intelligence and spirit one needs appropriate training appropriate mode of life and appropriate association such training depends upon sincere prayers devotional service achievement of success and mystic perfection and a successful merging of oneself and the activities of the soul and super soul a gross materialist whether he be an empiric philosopher a scientist a psychologist or whatever cannot attain such success through blunt efforts and word jugglery materialists who perform yagyas or great sacrifices are comparatively better than grosser materialists who do not know anything beyond laboratories laboratories and test tubes <laughs> see the those materialist kar- karmakandis they do yagyas to go to higher planets they are actually better than the so called scientists because scientists only concern themselves with test tubes and labor- laboratories don't know much about much more than that but these uh, karma yogis or you know those who are desiring material higher planets when they do the sacrifice they have information of higher planets and the uh, atmosphere in them and the kind of lifestyle that is possible there and the means to achieve it they have all the and they are actually executing such processes already so they are far above the so called scientists who are still trying to figure out whether there is life on other planets you know well, let's build a spaceship which probably said is like a toy only there is no use Uh, so you see how 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 we think scientific community is so very uh, advanced but actually they are childish from the viewpoint of vedic understanding they are very very childish in their attempts to understand anything the advanced materialists who perform such sacrifices can reach the planet called vaishwanara a fiery planet similar to the sun wow on this planet which is situated on the way to brahmaloka the topmost planet in the universe Oh, that means there is another planet which is powerful and effulgent like the sun, Vaishwanara. A fairy planet similar to the sun on this planet, which is situated on the way to Brahmaloka, the topmost planet in the universe, such an advanced materialist can free himself from all traces of vice and its effects. When such a materialist is purified, he can rise to the orbit of the pole star, Dhruvaloka. within this orbit which is called shishumara chakra are situated the aditya lokas and the vaikuntha planet within this universe you see the shvetadvip planet is on this this the shvetadvip actually is an island on this planet on this vaikuntha planet and that's where the lord kshiradukshaya vishnu is lying down and on the snake on the uh, this is the description <coughs> a purified materialist who has performed many sacrifices undergone severe penances and given the major portion of his wealth in charity mm. see all these things urdhvam gachanti satvastha if you want to go to higher planets this is the way one must do major portion of his wealth in charity severe penances sacrifices um, can reach such planets as dhruvaloka and if he becomes still more qualified there he can penetrate still higher orbits and pass through the navel of the universe to reach the planet maharloka 
where sages like Bhrugumuni live. In Maharloka, one can live even to the time of the partial annihilation of the universe. This annihilation begins when Anantadev from the lowest position in the universe produces a great blazing fire. The heat of this fire reaches even Maharloka and then the residents of Maharloka travel to Brahmaloka. From Maharloka, they go even higher, Brahmaloka, which exists for twice the duration of Paradha time. Paradha means, you know, uh, one half of the universe lifetime. So the entire lifetime of the universe is Dviparadha. Dviparadha. And now we are in the second Paradha. The first Paradha of the universe has already finished. Now we are in the second Paradha. Just started. So we are in the second half of Brahma's life. Brahma has already finished 50 years of his 100 years. And we are in the 51st year actually of Brahma's life. This is dated in the Bhagavatam also, I think. Um, The 100 years of Brahma's life are divided into two parts, the first half and the second half. The first half of the duration of Brahma's life is already over and the second half is now current. 3.11.34 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay. In Brahmaloka, there is an unlimited number of airplanes that are controlled not by yantra machine but by mantra, psychic action. Difference. <coughs> See, yantra and mantra. The yantra means machine, mantra means the sound, psychic action. So, the modern uh, people can travel by yantra, but uh, yogis can travel by mantra. Hmm. So, in the Brahmaloka, there, are, there is an unlimited number of airplanes and that are controlled not by yantra, but by mantra. Machine, not by machine, but by psychic action. Because of the existence of the mind and intelligence on Brahmaloka, its residents have feelings of happiness and distress, but there is no cause of lamentation from old age, death, fear or distress. They feel sympathy, however, for the suffering living beings who are consumed in the fire of annihilation. The residents of Brahmaloka do not have gross material bodies to change at death. But they transform their subtle bodies into spiritual bodies and thus enter the spiritual sky. You see, when Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita, Abrahma Bhuvanaloka Punaravartin Arjuna, from Brahmaloka down to the Patala, all are, all are places of misery. Everywhere Punaravartin means repeated birth and death take place. But you see, especially from Brahmaloka, if you're not falling down, if you're going up, then they actually, is not death like what we experience as death here. Here, death is much more painful than on Brahmaloka. Even in the heavenly planets, the death is not as painful as here. It's like a transformation only. You see, the residents um, of Brahmaloka do not have gross material bodies to change at death. But they transform their subtle bodies into spiritual bodies and thus enter the spiritual sky. The residents of Brahmaloka can attain perfection in three different ways. Virtuous persons who reach Brahmaloka by dint of their pious work become masters of various planets after the resurrection of Brahma. Those who have worshipped Garbhoda Gashaya Vishnu are liberated with Brahma and those who are pure devotees of the personality of Godhead at once push through the covering of the universe and enter the spiritual sky. You see this? 
interesting huh? virtuous persons who reach brahma loka by dint of their pious work become masters so by by dint of pious work that means karma kanda process they rise all the way to brahma loka they become masters of various planets after the resurrection of brahma um brahma you know when he wakes up every night every day and creation takes place again and all the heavenly planets earthly planets and below everything then they become masters of those planets like demigods now those who on brahma loka worship garbhodak shai vishnu are liberated with brahma when brahma after the end of his life of 100 years of his 100 years which is at the end of this universe he gets liberated and they will go liberated with him and those who are pure devotees of the supreme person but that means you see even brahmaloka who worship garbhodak shai vishnu are may still not be pure devotees that means this word pure devotee is not so cheap word you know that's why in the guru vandana song if you notice we sing this uh, line in the end last one ebe jasha ghushuk tribhuvan what is this his fame is known all over the three worlds the spiritual master's fame you may say ah this is just you know poetic rendition it does not have much meaning no 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 actually his his fame is known because see krishna is with him a pure devotee so when krishna is with him all the demigods are also there wherever krishna is interested demigods are also interested that's why prabhupada also they are interested in because a pure devotee in fact you will see when prahlad maharaj was in the womb of the his mother kada uh, kayadu the indra he wanted to uh, kill the child but narad muni told no 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 the child in this womb is not an ordinary child or not even a demon like hiran his his father he is actually a pure devotee then what the demigods did they circumambulated kayadu they circumambulated the mother because the pure devotee is in that womb so a uh, uh, demigods also they worship a pure devotee this is called ebe jasha ghushuk tribhuvana that's why we have incident where narad muni also came to visit shri prabhupad shri prabhupad himself said uh, so these things are possible because pure devotee pure devotee is more uh, that's why does, that verse is there no aacharyam maam vijaniyan na avamanyata karhichit na martya buddhya suyata sarva deva mayo guruhu guru's position guru means must be a pure devotee okay not some cheap skate rascal huh professing as guru with two thirds major, majority of some gbc no 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 not 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 talking about the such rascals but talking about actual guru who is qualified pure devotee this is the one should know the acharya as myself and not never disrespect him in any way one should not envy him thinking him an ordinary man for he is a representative of all the demigods that means a pure devotee is higher than even the greatest of demigods brahma also because even brahma is interested why he became brahma because he was interested to control but of course he was a very great devotee that's why he was managed he was given the service of controlling the entire universe but he had the desire to become such an overlord but pure devotee is not even interested in that completely pure and therefore he is to be worshiped even greater than the demigods acharyam maam vijaniyan sakshat haritvena on the platform of hari demigods all we cannot worship them on the platform but pure devotee we have to worship or acharya we have to worship on the platform of hari ah uh, let's see why why so 
why it is so uh, important the position of guru and what kind of a person he must be a pure devotee to be on the platform of sakshat dharitvena so those who worship garbhodaka sai vishnu are liberated with brahman those who are pure devotees at once push through the covering of the universe and enter the spiritual so the, the pure devotees don't need to wait for anything they don't have to wait until brahma finishes his life and then go with him any time they want they can just push through their coverings of the universe go back to krishna loka the numberless universes exist together in foam like clusters see this is another thing which we cannot understand you see with our brains the numberless universes exist together like foam like clusters you know when you see foam how many clusters of bubbles are there in the foam like that each bubble is like one universe one universe is like a bubble and like a foam and that's how universes are there the numberless universes exist together like in foam like clusters and so only some of them are surrounded by the water of the causal ocean when agitated by the glance of karanodaka shai vishnu material nature produces the total elements wow this is interesting only some of them are surrounded by the water of the causal ocean not every universe is surrounded by the water of causal ocean that means yeah when agitated by the glance of karanodaka shai vishnu material nature produces the total elements which are eight in number and which gradually evolve from finer to gross a part of ego is the sky a part of which is air a part of which is fire part of which is water a part of which is earth thus one universe inflates to an area of 4 billion miles in diameter inflates you know it's inflated that means it was small before and inflated to the size um a yogi who desires gradual liberation must penetrate all the different coverings of the universe including the subtle coverings of the three qualitative modes of material nature one who does this never has to return to this mortal world according to shukadev goswami the above description of the material and spiritual skies is neither imaginary nor utopian the actual facts are recorded in the vedic hymns and lord vasudev disclosed them to lord brahma when brahma satisfied him one can achieve the perfection of life only when he has definite idea of vaikuntha and the supreme godhead one should always think about and describe the supreme personality of godhead for this is recommended in both the bhagavad gita and the bhagavad puran which are two authorized commentaries upon the vedas lord chaitanya has made all these subject matters easier for the fallen people of this age to accept and shri chaitanya charitamrita has therefore presented them for the easy understanding of all concerned jai what is the time wow it's almost 11 you see it was 9 10 when i asked you whether we shall proceed with this verse one and a half hour one hour 40 minutes have passed since then one and a half hours sorry okay let's go to the questions um why did jeeva goswami call satyaloka as vaikuntha no he said brahmaloka brahmaloka not satyaloka terminology should be carefully utilized not satyaloka he said brahmaloka sometimes vaikuntha is called brahmaloka that's why i explain na brahmaloka because brahma means spiritual shabda brahma means spiritual sound so brahma means spiritual 
Brahmaloka sometimes is referred to Brahmajyoti, sometimes to Vaikuntha planets, and sometimes to Satyaloka, Brahmaloka in, in this world. So that's what Jiva Goswami said. Brahmaloka means Vaikuntha Loka because Brahma means spiritual, Loka means planet, spiritual planet means Vaikuntha Loka. That's, that's the reason. Then, Bhaktulata Mataji, Srimati Radharani and the gopis in this world was conditioned by the modes of the material world. Not at all. Don't ever make the mistake of thinking that they are under the modes. Srimati Radharani is herself the spiritual. Hare means Hare Krishna. Hare means the energy of God, the spiritual energy of God, Radharani. She is never overcome. In fact, let's put that question again. In fact, Radharani, in fact, the Durga is the shadow potency of Radharani, shadow expansion of Radharani. Potency of Krishna, but shadow expansion of Radharani. She expands into Durga. So, absolutely no power to overpower Radharani. No. Nectar liquid? What is that? Is it, uh, are you mentioning, are you referring to the liquid in the spiritual world? Yeah, their water is nectar. Actually, uh, Radharani bathes in the water of mercy, then the water of... Uh, Beauty, uh, no, so, so many kinds of water are there. I don't even remember. Some dharmic atheist, I think some nonsense he's talking anyway. He's saying nowadays Hindus also act as missionaries. I don't know what he means. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. Next. Um, on the planets, as Dhruvaloka, the duration of life is different than the earth. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think if I'm not wrong, um, Dhruva, Maharaj Dhruva, he went to the Dhruvalok, I think 36,000 years he's passed there and then he went back to Godhead or something like this. Uh, oh, because of this Brigumani, because of this, Brigumani could watch the Mahapralaya. Interesting. Yeah. And then there's this question of. There are a few questions up. Um, Bhakti Virendra. Lord Krishna is the only Purusha. That may be the reason why Krishna conscious Brahmacharis don't get married and are only dedicated to please Krishna. Sorry, this may be my imagination. <laughs> I don't know what you mean actually. Any brahmachari doesn't get married, whether even if it's Krishna conscious or not. Um, anyway, that's another. Manajakshmaji, when Shri Krishna appears on the face of the earth, he can also make his dhams appear. Bhavji, what happens to those dhams during the Mahapralaya? Will they take back to the Krishna Loka as it is and again Krishna brings when it takes an incarnation? Yeah, so sometimes even before Mahapralaya, like for example, I told you, no? the Radha Kund, for example, was lost. Was Again, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifested it. Uh, he dug actually the paddy field. So, even before the Mahapralaya happens, 
these things can be lost in the course of time you see lost means it's not that they go away somewhere they are covered the the knowledge of them is covered that means the ordinary people don't have access um but like uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu he was i mean he was he dug a paddy field now that is radhakund he said no that paddy field was there so radhakund was actually there but people did not know and no worship was going on so that's how the knowledge of such so when it is said it is lost our knowledge of it is lost but it is not lost by itself and in fact nobody can destroy such um, spiritual abodes by ordinary pralaya of the material world the spiritual world is not annihilated um, but it it is removed from our vision but is always there eternally hmm. so we cannot understand these things like for example dhruva loka is actually one of the vaikuntha lokas and it is not destroyed when the whole universe is destroyed it will not be destroyed it will just remain as a vaikuntha planet so some things you know we cannot understand how the spiritual nature is accommodated in the material atmosphere for our benefit hmm? um only for our benefit we can access with our material senses we can, like we can actually buy a ticket and go to vrindavan for example that is for our benefit lord krishna has made his abode so accessible that we can actually go but that does not mean that those abodes are under the same laws as just because we can access them with our material thing they are also on the same under the same laws as our material world they are not huh? so this is uh, difficult to understand for us but uh, spiritualist he can see uh, the pure devotee he can see all these things bhakti lata mata ji is asking in relation to trying to get rid of your illness instead of cultivating the cause of it many times we have such ingrained bad habits the mind is conditioned to seek material pleasure indulgences prayer would be the only way out of this living leave everything in the hands of krishna lee no i mean not leave everything in the hands of krishna we have to hold on to the hand of krishna that's the thing you know the thing is we don't want to hold on to the hand of krishna leaving aside leaving everything to the krishna means okay i give up not the kind of thing no we have to hold on we cannot give up we have to hold on to the hand of krishna and that means basically <coughs> we have to hold on to the bhakti rajjum what is that the rope of devotion manasi japani jushte labdhapatosmi dushte ॉर्ड the rope of devotional service is the cause of universal universal protection and is expert at delivering the fallen souls please place that rope in my hand and i offer my respectful obeisances unto you and when the rope is placed in your hand what do you do leave it to krishna no hold it tight as your life belongs 
you know uh, i mean as 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 your as dear as your life because your life depends your spiritual life depends on the holding on to the rope like suppose somebody is picking you up and you hold on to the rope they can pick you up but if you don't want to hold on to the rope then even the rope is let down if i am not interested in holding on to the rope i cannot be picked up somebody can pick me up if i am allow if i agree to hold on tightly to the rope leaving nothing for chances holding as tight as we can <laughs> so that means bhakti rajjum bhakti rajjum means the rope of devotion which is let down now by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu by the mercy of nityananda prabhu by the mercy of shri prabhu and by the mercy of devotees so that's what we have to hold on to tightly so that's the way so when we leave it or when we like let go a little bit we slip that's what this allowing our mind to, that is uh, likened to the uh, allowance of the mind to roam around with sense objects so we should not let it slip so it's a, it's a very intense practice it's not just leaving it to krishna no every day morning what is the practice every day today morning prabhu uh, prabhu sunagopal prabhu was giving the class um we have to follow the morning program the full morning program from mangalarti to the bhagavatam class also whole thing and we have to hold on to that process not giving up at any point chanting and reading and everything krishna prasadam all day and preaching all these things have to be done basically we should not allow our mind to think of anything other than krishna that is the ideal state that is what we have to get to if we don't get there then we are slipping we are slipping all the time that's why this and in the association of devotees it becomes very easy to hold on to this processes so there's a nice verse the other day vanajakshamata ji showed me this verse so i memorized this durgame pathimendhasya skhalatpad gatermuh svakrupayashti danena santah santvavalambanam my path is very difficult i am blind and my feet are slipping again and again therefore may the saints or the devotees huh? help me by granting me the stick of their mercy as my support like when you, an old man is you know slipping and falling you need he needs a walking stick so that he can support himself and walk properly or you may sometimes see a disabled person or a fractured leg or something they use a crutches to walk properly to move so we are like disabled people we need the support of sadhu sangha sadhu sangha naam kirtan bhagavat shravan मथुरावास श्रीमूर्तिर्श्रद्धा सेवन दीज आर दाइव थिंग्स वी शुड डू एज अ डिवोटी चैतन्य चरितामृत मध्यलीला चैप्टर ट्वेंटी टू टेक्स्ट हंड्रेड एंड ट्वेंटी एट ट्वेंटी टू डॉट वन ट्वेंटी एट वट इज दैट साधु एसोसिएशन ऑफ डिवोटीज नाम कीर्तन चैंटिंग ऑफ द होली नेम भागवत श्रवण हियरिंग ऑफ द श्रीमद्भागवतम अटेंडिंग भागवतम क्लासेस एंड रीडिंग श्रीमद्भागवतम ऑफकोर्स रीडिंग ऑल प्रोपास बुक्स दैन मथुरावास मीन स्टेइंग इन मथुरा और होली प्लेस टेम्पल or if you cannot stay in the temple then at least visit the temple as frequently as possible do service and shreemurtir shraddhaya sevan deity worship deity worship does not only mean dressing the deities you know cooking for the deities is also deity worship and maintaining the temple cleaning the sweeping the floor is also deity worship because this is a lord's home the deity's home sweeping is also deity worship it's not just not deity worship oh sometimes people ask oh why can't we allowed you know why why am i not allowed to go inside the deity room Uh, why can't I do deity worship? Deity worship means this also attending Mangalarti is also deity worship. Everything is deity worship. Performing kirtan in front of the deity is also deity worship. Everything for pleasure of deities. Conducting festivals 
is deity worship so deity worship is very elaborate so all these things we have to do in the sadhu sangha all these things are possible you see yeah in the sadhu sangha see sadhu sangha naam kirtan bhagavashram all these five mentioned but all this depend on sadhu sangha we with sadhu sangha we can do naam kirtan kirtan how to do alone of course you can chant on your beads but it is much more powerful when you doing with the devotees hmm. so naam kirtan bhagavat shravan how can we hear from if there are no devotees so again association of devotees is also there in that mathura vas as i mean staying in the what is it so naam kirtan sadhu sangha naam kirtan bhagavat shravan mathura vas mathura vas means staying in the holy place mathura that means in the association of devotees again holy place is where नाहम ठा वैकुंठे योगिना हृदयु वहाँ नारद यायती मद्भक्त ई एम देर ई एम रिजाइडिंग नारायण इज सेंग टू नारद ई एम ई रिजाइड वेर मै प्योर डिवोटी इज ग्लोरीफाई मी सो दैट इज अ होली प्लेस एंड भक्सिदान सरस्वती ठाकुर होली प्लेस इज वेर द डिस्कोर्स ऑफ लॉर्ड हरि आर गोइंग ऑन दैट इज होली प्लेस सो मथुरावास Madhuravas is where the glories of Krishna. And again, that is association of devotees. And Shrimurti is Radhaya Sevan, deity worship. That is also how, how can we do deity worship without being trained under the devotees? Hmm. So all these sadhu sanga, sadhu sanga, sarva shastra koi, lava matra sadhu sanga, sarva siddhi hoi. All perfection is there with sadhu sanga. Therefore. Eleven, two, thirty. संसारे Even half moment's association with pure devotees within this world of birth and death is a priceless treasure for any man. And the other day, Prabhu was showing this verse. Aho Mahan Mahatman. अहो महात्म बहुदोषदुष्टो भो गुणेन सत्संगख्यन सुखावेनो यृषा मुक्षा अहो महात्म बहुदोषदुष्टो सो दिस वर्स फ्रॉम वेर हरिभक्ति सुधोदया Oh great great learned devotee although there are many faults in this material world there is one good opportunity the association with devotees such association brings about great happiness due to this quality good quality our strong desire to achieve liberation by merging into the brahman effulgence has become that is material sound vibration i don't know if you have heard it extremely loud noise of a motorbike so that's material vibration spiritual vibration comes from the spiritual sky and it has meaning this one meaningless nonsense so <clears throat> due to this good quality our strong desire to achieve liberation by merging into the brahman effulgence has become weakened so the greatest opportunity in this material world which is full of faults is association of devotees satsangamakhena sukhavahena kritadyano ya no yena krishama muksha so association of devotees well what else 
Vaikun is actually Madhuri is saying, profound description of the Vaikuntha. Thank you for extending the class, Prabhuji. This service of yours helped. This service of yours helped to meditate on his abode. Nice. Bhakti Lata Madhuji, when is next class? Just Saturday? No, uh, we have classes um, Monday evening on studying Vaishnava songs, Wednesday evening on Bhagavad Gita, Saturday evening on Chaitanya Charitamrita at the moment. And of course, Sundagopal Prabhu's classes, these are three, three classes uh, we conduct. When Sundagopal Prabhu, he conducts uh, morning Srimad Bhagavatam classes on Saturday and Sunday at about roughly about 8.30 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. Singapore time. Um, sometimes Sunday evenings are also streamed live. Sunday evening which is about maybe 7.40, 7.30, 7 around that time. <coughs> so yeah, so many. <laughs> if we do not attend the Mangalarati, no prasadam. Bhakti Lata Mahaji's wonderful verses, your answers helped me a lot. Thank you very much for the enlightening study. Das Osmi, I am just a servant. Miss this, need a recap? Well, you can always watch it. It is recorded and it will not be lost. Uh, on YouTube and Facebook. Well, that's the end of the session. I hope I did not miss anything out. Yeah. Thank you very much for attending and uh, we'll meet again uh, tomorrow with Sundagopal Prabhu's class morning and Sunday evening, I don't know, depends on whether who is giving and then Monday of course we'll definitely meet again with uh, uh, this one, Vaishnava songs class. Alright, thank you very much. Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai, Nityananda Ram ki jai. Anandagodi Vaishnav Rindu ki jai, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Nitai, Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Bol, Hare Krishna.